It's the Arcade Perfect Podcast, episode 61, and I'm one of your hosts, uh, Taxter, and with me, my uh, my female, my blonde female uh, girlfriend, <laughs> it's Daz, how are you Daz? It's Doreen! <laughs> I'm alright mate, I'm doing good. Alright, that's an introduction that you wouldn't have expected, right? Yeah, that's true, it's true. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> you got me off guard on that one. That's for sure. That's for oh, sure. Now I'm doing well, mate. Yourself? You're doing good? Doing good, mate. Doing good. Doing good. Not too bad. I'm doing very well, actually, because oh, this episode is dedicated to my all-time favourite game. And not only that, we've been my all-time favourite game, Outlaw, we've got a really special guest with us today. And who is this special guest? Who is he? We've got Chris White from from the UK. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Delighted to be here to, again, spending my Sunday morning talking outrun. <laughs> talking outrun. <laughs> there's nothing better. There's nothing more you'd want to do, right, Chris, on a Sunday morning, apart from perhaps with uh, being with the family. Well, it mean, yeah, it means <laughs> I can lock the door and sit with my arcade machines talking outrun rather than uh, being with my family. So, what could yeah, be possibly yeah. better than that? It's just just a normal day, right? Indeed. Yeah, so thank you for giving me this excuse to uh, hide away in my man cave for the morning. It's uh, it's good fun. Good, good. Uh, no worries at all. No worries at all. So, um, Dad, so how have you been? You have been good? No, I've been good, man. I've been good. I'm just, yeah. I'm, it feels like forever since our last show. So, um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm actually, I was actually looking forward to it. I mean, I've been busting my butt reviewing so many ports. I did 16 ports this time and you know it didn't feel like a chore so or some did more than others but uh it was it was a lot of fun actually playing it yeah 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 chris wait you've been up to much yourself yeah, I just started a new job a couple of months ago. So, um, yeah, before I was working on um, in sort of mo- on mobile games. Now I'm working in the sort of realms of VR. So I've been very busy oh, with work ooh. lately, just getting up to speed with, you yeah. know, the VR marketplace and uh, building VR apps. So that's been quite interesting too. Yeah, excellent. So for those guys, uh, for, for those of you listeners who, who don't know, uh, the reason why I try to get Chris to come on this show is because uh, I know Chris through Outrun. I mean, that's our one. That's our one love that we definitely have in common here is is the game Outrun. And uh, not only does you know Chris share as big a love for Outrun as as I do, and uh, he's also um, developed you know quite a few bits of software, and he's kind of uh, improved Outrun over the years for for people uh, to try and play. So he's the creator of uh, of Cannonball. Which is, um, you know, a bells and whistles version of Outrun that you can play on PC, and other people have ported it across to to all the systems and things like that. So, I don't know, Chris, maybe you could give us a little insight, perhaps about, I don't know, about Outrun and what, why do you, why do you love Outrun so much? And, yeah, how, I mean, and I think... how did you, and how did you get into kind of Cannonball? How did it all kind of come about? Yeah, I mean, to give you a quick potted history, I guess like. A lot of us, I remember going on holiday as a kid to places like, you know, UK holiday parks like Campersands and so forth. And, you know, back then I had a Spectrum. It might have been even still the Spectrum 16K. And, you know, to me, that was really great. Like, I love the Spectrum home computer. I mean, you know, having my first home computer was an awesome experience. And I like programming badly on it and all that kind of thing. But, you know, going on holiday and going into um, an arcade, you know, some of the games you just see in there, the gulf between 
home conversions back in like 87, 88. And what you'd see in the arcade was just enormous. Um, Mm. And I remember seeing Outrun for the first time. And this was sort of back in the day when arcades still had a lot of black and white games in even, you know, back in the corner, you know, there was a lot of old stuff there too. And I remember seeing Outrun and just being like, what on earth is this? This is just amazing. The speed of the game, the the, the amount of artwork in the game, the music, just everything. And, you know, as an impressionable kid, that just absolutely blew me away. And I, I don't think like any game has ever made such an impact when I first seen it and played it. And it's the only game really that I've just loved forever. And I've never, never lost my love for Outrun. You know, even when 3D games were coming in, it was beginning to look a, a bit long in the tooth and maybe not in a yeah. good way at the time. You know, yeah. I, I still loved Outrun. You know, I bought my cab in... 97 um and my parents are really annoyed because i i didn't tell them that i was buying it and i just put it in their garage um and then yeah you know like i i you know i i was a games programmer um after graduating uni so i had a good knowledge of of coding and as time went by i was really fascinated by outrun and um i'd kind of played all the ports i'd done all the research i could do into outrun and the only real next step after that was well let's really dig into the code of the game and see how it works so over a period of a number of years and it could have been you know two three years off and on i think i decompiled all the all the source code and tried to understand how the game worked and um you know i commented everything and uh, got to the bottom of it and from doing yeah. that project i was then able to do two things one was the enhanced rom set so you could take an original arcade machine upgrade the code on it and add a load of new features and the other one was bringing um outrun um to the pc or and other platforms in the form of cannonball which was more a version of outrun intended for modern hardware rather than the original mm. hardware because i could rewrite the game without resorting to emulation and easily add extensions like widescreen and 60 frames a second mode and some of these other things mm. yeah amazing amazing yeah i do i mean i have played cannonball and i've played the um layout as well yeah of layout as well layout just give a little maybe explanation of the layout as well I and mean, then we'll uh, we'll talk a bit about the yeah so so layout was a project essentially to uh build your own outrun tracks and levels so you could lay out the uh the, the path of the road the width of the road the height of the road you could select which scenery would appear by it um yeah and it, it spits out sort of the format required for the outrun engine to use the levels uh, I got it working with Cannonball. I've never actually had it. So a further project in the future will be bringing those levels back to the original game so you could play them on a real arcade machine. And that wouldn't be impossible to do, but there is quite a lot of stuff in the Outrun engine itself that's quite hard-coded. So giving someone a tool just to be able to do it, there's often a lot of gotchas and situations where someone could break the game quite easily. So that's why I didn't go that far first time around. Plus a lot of this coding was actually done like Cannonball and the level editor was done before I had kids. So I could stay up till two, three in the morning after work, just beavering (laughs) away. Whereas now my energy levels are (laughs) quite the same. So (laughs) 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes here and there doesn't get you very far, does it? exactly you need a lot of this sort of work you need to give it like hours and hours of dedicated time without interruption and uh yeah and you've got to have the mental energy to do it too yeah 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 cool all right um so look uh dazza do you want to tell us a little bit about your memories of outrun have you got any uh did you ever play it in the arcade in australia was it popular over here and Uh, it was always popular here always popular here and i was lucky enough to play a sit-down cab too back in the day as well um and I've mentioned this before. It was the same place where they had the sit-down um, 
It's called Afterburner. I mentioned that. I think I've mentioned it because it's the same place they had the sit-down cab of Spy Hunter and uh, mm. the Star Wars there as well. This this arcade, it was called the Fun Factory. Um, yeah. And it had everything. It had... I still had the four-player. It's funny, it's funny. The four-player gauntlet always sticks in my mind. I remember playing that for the first time there as well. So, yeah, um, yeah and then uh, I got excited. I uh, got uh, outrunning the C64 from Dodgy Dave. And uh, well, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was quite happy with it. Uh, later on, I played the Mars System version at a friend's house. I wasn't that happy with it back then. I actually preferred the C64. I thought it was a lot faster, but I'll get into that later. Um, yeah, and then... Um, a friend of mine got an Amiga and I remember him showing me Super Hang-On first and I thought, that blew my mind. I thought, Super yeah. Hang-On was amazing on the Amiga with the mouse. Because, oh, let's chuck on OutRun. Oh, he got OutRun. Awesome. <laughs> then that intro came on, which I'll play later. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to make of this, but I thought it was cool back then. You're a kid. It's got all these sampling. And then the game started and... Did I say more? I shall explain later what I think of it. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah I've had a lot of exposure to Outrun, and reviewing yeah. all these has been great. Has been yeah, so yeah. much fun. So um, yeah. So what ports did you have then, uh, Das? Over your, over your lifespan, what have you had? Uh obviously C sixty four back in the day, and then yeah. re- most recently the Master System, Mega Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, and then you, well, everything else is pirated, I guess you know. But <laughs> oh, dodgy Dave, dodgy Dave came and visited and dropped off yeah. dropped off a lot of games for me on all various systems. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think back to what I had. I started off with a C64, mm-hmm. and I remember I remember getting it for Christmas, and it was the one that was in the double. It was a double plastic mm-hmm. cased version for the C64. It came with the. Uh, Came with the uh, cassette tape and the audio as well. And I remember putting it on at Christmas morning and the stereo was in the other room. And uh, my dad, my dad was stereo. So I put it on and it was, I think it, back then it was like steel drums, you know, like the steel drums going. It was like, almost like a bloody live recording or something. It was weird. <laughs> I could always remember the steel drums a lot more than what you do in the game itself, but it was proper like audio kind of, I don't know, I, Chris, I think you, the... you know much about that or... Uh, yeah, I think the so I think the tape that came with the US Gold version, I think yeah. it was from the GMO soundtrack um, that right. came out in Japan. They released that on vinyl, on cassette, yeah. um, and on CD as well. It sounds identical. Yeah. It's got quite a sort of muffled sort of vibe going on to it. But yeah. I remember getting the Spectrum version of you know the US Gold Spectrum yeah. version, and uh, actually the audio tape was the best bit. To be honest, I loved <laughs> listening to that much more so than playing the game. Yeah, yeah. I remember Christmas morning. I played that in the other room, and then I, and then I was waiting for Outrun to load up, and I spent a lot of time waiting. I remember while I was waiting <laughs> for the audio tape to go going along. But um, Outrun, yeah. Outrun on the the home conversion back then, most of it was spent loading. Like it you completed a level. Yeah. All right, I go off and make a cup of tea or ride my BMX for a bit until that loads. It was just loading, loading, loading. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a great experience. No, not brilliant. We didn't yeah. know better. We didn't know better. <laughs> no, you you uh, used to it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I had the Amiga version. That was a dodgy copy. Because I actually remember sitting at exactly where I actually got a copy of it and seeing it for the first time at this guy's house, and he and he, he did it for me, and I played it. Anyway, I'll talk about that later on. But uh, I I had I had the Amiga version, uh, and then um, what else have I had? I had the Game Boy Advance version. 
in that little mm-hmm. compilation that we'll talk about, no doubt. Uh, I never had the Master System or Game Gear versions or anything like that. Uh, I didn't have a PC Engine, but I played it in a friend's ass, thought it was decent. Then I had the, I had the Saturn version before I had the console, because as soon <laughs> as I knew it came out, I ordered it. That arrived before I'd even been able to source and work out where I was going to get a console from. So I heard it was like the, the bee's knees. So I bought the Saturn version. Then I bought Yu Suzuki, Yu Suzuki Gameworks, 70 quid, and uh, played played that version. And then like Shenmue, Yakuza, mm-hmm. things like that. And in the meantime, I bought a cab and, uh, <laughs> and things, <laughs> and things like that. So, yeah. so it's probably the game that I've bought the most versions of over the years, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Uh, what about you, Chris? I mean, is there a version you don't have? Um, so over the years, I've definitely played all the ver- conversions on emulators or original yeah. hardware. I mean, like back when I was a kid, I mean, I had actually had my Spectrum 128K till about 92. Um, but what I used to do when I was younger is go around all the boot sales on a Sunday morning car boot sales, you know, like yard sales or whatever. And I used to buy up, um, you know, secondhand computers. And back then you could buy, you know, you a C64 Procore to a Fiverr. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, had the C64 without run on and I had... Um, the Game Gear without run on, and the Master System without run on, the Mega Drive without run on, but they all came secondhand very cheaply. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of conversions I was playing back in the day, and I tried to get hold of everyone I could. I think I even bought my first as soon as I got onto the internet for the first time in the mid '90s. I bought an Outrun PCB. Was one of the first things I tried to track down, which cost me forty quid, I think, back then. Forty quid, wow. Yeah, <laughs> sixty dollars. <laughs> Bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like the in terms of conversions that came out on sort of back in the days in like the first wave of conversions, yeah. for me, the PC Engine version is probably the best effort. Um, maybe it, it came out more like 1990 rather than in the first wave of the conversions. So maybe yeah. they just had a little bit more time mm-hmm. and there wasn't the Christmas rush that the C64 yeah. inspection versions had in order to, to make the Christmas Get deadline. About. But yeah. graphically and just thematically that version feels really nice to me like the, the gameplay isn't quite right but yeah. it, had i got that version when i was you know 10 years old and i had a yeah. pc engine i would have been gobsmacked i i think that version is really really good considering how limited the mm. hardware it's running on is and for me that's my favorite first wave of conversions but obviously like you say like the the saturn one the saturn conversion 96 yeah. that is yeah. that is really the one and the reason why is because actually you know the saturn hardware was 2d hardware and it really was almost an evolution of some of those sega pcbs they were working on at the time the double processors the sprite scaling and all these other things plus um Rubutu, or however you pronounce it that made the conversion the lead mm. programmer on that conversion actually worked on the on outrun arcade so uh, it actually had the same uh, one of the same developers working on it so he obviously knew the code base very well knew what he was doing yeah, which yeah. is why that version is pretty much like spot on in every way um yeah. But right. yeah, and still to this day, I think remains the most still accurate fun, uh, home conversion. Mm, yeah, awesome. All right, cool. Okay, well, look, I, for that, I mean, I think everybody knows what Outrun is, surely. But mm-hmm. what Just we'll do, we'll give it, we'll give a little, we'll give a little heads, uh, a bit of an overhead view of what Outrun is, and then we'll start talking about the different conversions, probably from some of the earliest through to the most recent things that are coming out. Um, and in between that, we'll do it. We'll do a little bit of trivia around a bit more about the game as well. So, so Outrun was a game that came out in 1986. Um, 
It's a game by Yu Suzuki. Uh, a lot of people say there's three different cabinet types to this game. I'll tell you there's at least five different cabinets. Maybe if you, if you were in the UK arcade, there was three. But we'll talk about different cabinets later on. And it's a checkpoint racing game using the sprite scaler technology where you and your girlfriend cruise the wide, wide open roads of the pseudo European destinations in a Ferrari Testarossa Spider. Um, research tells us that it was inspired by the movie Cannonball Run. And I'll tell you what, in the 80s, I love those films, Cannonball Runs. One and two. I'm a big fan of Cannonball Run. I yeah. didn't realize the connection between yeah. the two. And it's quite strange that two things I loved. I mean, cheesy, cheesy film, Cannonball yeah. Run, and a bit, yeah. a bit of a guilty pleasure. But <laughs> I was quite happy when I realized that Yu Suzuki was slightly inspired by the film. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, inspired by that, partly by that. Um, I mean, we'll have to talk a bit about how Yu Suzuki got... Um, Got, got his footage and things like that for Outrun later on because I don't think you get away with that these days with technology mm-hmm. being out here. You can't, you can't do that, but uh, we must touch on that later on. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I was 13 years old when Outrun came out. It's at the age of my oldest lad now. So it, for me, it was the only, it was the, it was the game that made me feel like I could drive a real car. It was, it was strange. It was like I got a, a license to drive a mm-hmm. Ferrari really fast. Um, at the start of the game, you could choose from three different radio tracks, which we'll probably talk about later on. Um, and, you know, the start line um, has those Sega blue skies and the palm trees across Coconut Beach. With traffic only going in one direction, wouldn't that be an amazing world? Eh? <laughs> yeah. If we uh, if we only followed the flow of traffic yeah, in one direction. Uh, it says, yeah, with traffic only going in one direction, you just cruise along. Uh, skidding around corners um, and, uh, you know, peering over the brow of the hill. I remember on the arcade machine, you know, as you get over, uh, get up a, go up a hill, you, I'm like, I'm lifting myself up off the seat, trying to, <laughs> trying to get ahead and see what's coming up. But um, dashing down long gradients of the road, all you've got to do is keep your cool and dodge traffic and use your high and low gears. Brake is an optional thing if you really want to <laughs> use it. Um, you get to a fork in the road and choose your path, which splits two ways for each for each of the five different uh, stages or, or four layers, which leads to a fifth goal. Uh, so there was multiple endings in this game. You've got five different goals that all had amusing, kind of funny, funny endings to them. I'll tell you one thing. I didn't see any of those funny endings when I was a kid. I, mean, I don't think now. I didn't. I think the furthest I got when I was, you know, seven yeah. or eight playing this yeah. game in the arcade was probably stage four. I reckon I got to stage two a lot. Two. And I, two might, for me. And I, might, and I might have scraped three on the odd occasion. And yeah. go, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy three. then, yeah? It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've got a few extra minutes out of yeah. extra 80 seconds or whatever. Yeah. It's so, uh, yeah, so I mean, that's the game. It, it came in came in five cabinets yeah in the uk or in australia it was a little bit different um the three cabinets that we're all aware of i think is you know chris owns the the the, the midi we call it the yeah it the if midi? i just bend down here you can see it on the yeah. video yeah so that's yeah. The, sometimes called the cabaret or the, the midi version which is the yeah. smallest uh, yeah. version of outrun so it's the one that only slightly kills you if you were to if it was to fall on you 
Yeah. Oh, it weighs an absolute ton. It's deceptively heavy, that cabinet, because it's got exactly the same kind yeah, of content okay. as the, the the deluxe the upright size. or the yeah. full-size up, upright. Is, which is, is that just, an English cab or is it a US cab? No, uh, no, that came out in the US and the UK, that okay. cab. Um, yeah. and, well, US and Europe. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. the smallest smallest of the outrun cabs. The main difference between that one and the, the full-size upright is the full-size upright has a more sophisticated steering shaking mechanism. Oh, okay. the, the, the Mini just has like a solenoid that whacks the end of the steering mm -hmm. column quite aggressively like a hammer. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the full-size one has a nicer sort of mechanism that moves the steering wheel from side to side. Oh. But apart from that, like the cabinets are pretty much identical. Mm -hmm. You've got the same monitoring, same pedals, same steering setup. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are the two. And then you've got the two sit downs um yeah, that's true yeah that's four one so. Of, yeah so one of them the seat um is a bit more limited in movement and just sort of moves from side to side and then you've got the full deluxe cabinet which has you know the the full sort of swaying seat mm -hmm. um and a much more sophisticated movement mechanism then you've got the uh, static japanese cab which is a sit down um a really nice looking sit down cab that never made it out of japan um and then you've obviously got all the um, <laughs> variants that came out in Spain, um, the yeah. Unidesa uh, versions of Outrun, which were pretty similar but slightly different. If you're mm. an Outrun nerd like me, you'll notice them. And then obviously uh, Sean will tell you about the Australian versions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So Leisure and Allied yeah. Industries, uh, yeah, still, they're still running today, and they uh, they also did their own sit down version as well, and a slight variation to the up to the upright. Um, or the upright one, so they give the option, I think, to the um, to the the, to the vendor yeah. basically if you wanted a cheaper local made one compared to a to an overseas import, you know. But um, yeah, so I mean, as as you learn about, as you uncover more about Outrun, you find these these weird and wonderful other cabinets that appeared around the world, and then then there's the the, the whole world of bootlegs as well and all that that go with it. Uh, yeah, our one was bootlegged by a, a Korean company, actually, who, um, you know, at the time they were making, I forget their name off the top of the head, that they were making their own original arcade games and also bootlegging other people's ones. But oh, wow. they ended up, I think, it was sort of around 87, there was a number of lawsuits against them. So I think that yeah. put an end to that part of their operation. But they yeah. actually did a pretty good job of bootlegging Outrun. Mm. Like from a PCB perspective, it was uh, spot on. I mean, it was the board's three layers of um, PCBs rather than Sega's two because they mm -hmm. had to work around some of the smaller custom chips. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that shows you the money in arcades back then that companies would just actually completely bootleg a, a pretty sophisticated piece of hardware like that. Mm. Would have been a huge reverse engineering <laughs> job back in the day, that's mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> yeah, but Outrun crazy. itself, I think, sold between twenty and 30,000 units as an arcade machine. Uh, depending mm. on which source you refer to so yeah it was an incredibly successful game for the period when it came out because obviously that was after the initial um, arcade boom of the early mm. 80s and a lot of things have started to tail off by then yeah yeah definitely all right cool all right good stuff guys and um, so there's a little bit of an intro to the game there's a lot of ports some of them are very close to the arcade so i don't think that'll take us too long to to discuss variations but mm. well, strap in Let's strap in, yeah. put on the seatbelt. Seatbelts are optional. There was no seatbelts in our room because everybody <laughs> flew out. Everybody that's flew true. out the car, didn't they? So, that's true. Um... That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, strap in and we'll kick off back in 90. It was, was it Christmas 1986 or was it the year later? Year um, when it later? actually, when, it came, when yeah, the RK came out. So the, the home port the, hit. The, uh, 
I think you know it was a year later because Outrun itself, yeah. Outrun was actually announced in the in a yeah. press conference, twenty second yeah. of September eighty six, and yeah. I think the home conversions came out for Christmas eighty seven. It was quite a yeah. quite a delay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, so we'll head back to Christmas nineteen eighty seven. Well, this is nineteen eighty eight here. Is it ninety eight for some of them? For C sixty four. Oh, 87. Okay, okay. Uh, 87 UK, <laughs> 87 UK version, 88 US version. So, okay. Yeah, okay. So, I'd say 87 majority. Yeah, yep. 87. All right, cool. So, I think the first few are... Um, we'll go the 8-bit We've got the 8-bit eight, computer versions first. Okay. Right. Oh, well, we'll start. I'll start. Yeah, go for it, Das. Okay. We'll start with the ZX Spectrum version. Okay. Uh, who did this one, firstly? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've spent quite a bit of time okay, cool. on that, get on that version. And I'm, I'm, sure. and I'm pretty sure Chris is very um, fluent in this version, Yeah, so. yeah, I, I mean, this is this is the one I had first, and I, yeah. I've even interviewed the guy who programmed it. Oh, wow, that's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then, so but, I can tell you a bit about the game. Yeah, you, you've been not telling <laughs> what I'm going to say then. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it's actually not too bad. No, it's not too bad. I think we should be honest about it. Oh, I am. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how often you're listening, but I'm brutally honest. <clears throat> but anyway, um, I wasn't expecting much as usual um, going in. I've, I haven't heard good thing. I never heard good things about this version, but I chucked it on. Um, I thought the graphics were nice. They were good. The music. I played the the one to eight k version. The music was great. Loved the music. It was awesome music. But game runs at a snail's pace. Uh, I thought it was very disappointing to see that uh, races uh, can be accomplished far better. Look, yeah, I was. What am I saying? Races. I actually wrote it wrong on here. Port. I'm very disappointed at how how the port was was actually um, done on here. Seeing that you know games um, like Chase HQ running brilliantly. This 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 could have been a really good port. And uh, I have seen this game running on a Spectrum Next. I think it ran running at seven megahertz. I think it was, and yeah. and it ran great. It looked really good. It's like this is how it should have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, the frame rate just is ridiculous. It's too slow. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed on this, and it's not on the C six. I don't. I can't remember if it was on the C sixty four version actually, but I noticed on the few US Gold ports, there's there's like bushes on the road. Just trees on the road. I don't know if any of you's noticed that when you've played them, but I was thinking, what the hell's going on here? There's trees on the road. Oh, you're on about the divide. Yeah, yeah but there's a, no yeah, divide yeah. there. It's just, they're just there. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? There's trees on the road. So I don't know where the hell they were racing, but... Uh, I mean, it's, it's insane. They, like, the graphics in the Spectrum version, they just clearly tried to cram way too much in it should have yeah, been way yeah. more sparse Correct. now the spectrum version is based there the programmers wrote a game on the spectrum before called nightmare rally and mm -hmm. the outrun engine was an evolution of nightmare rally okay. now nightmare rally ran fine it hardly had any scenery mm -hmm. they obviously took it added all the outrun scenery and some of the later levels in this game run at oh. about two frames a second they oh, are geez. bad i didn't even get they are far. bad 
yeah so yeah, when yeah. you get to the gate uh, a gateway where you've got the bridges coming over it's like yeah. what were they thinking and yeah. i remember when i first got this on an emulator a bit like uh, you were saying with the next i overclocked the emulator uh-huh. actually it's okay once you get the speed up yeah. but when you compare you know outrun with chase hq on the spectrum which is an amazing conversion what they've done absolutely amazing um you sort of think hmm yeah maybe they could have tried a little harder with outrun similarly even turbo outrun on the spectrum is also a bit better because that Mm. is an evolution again of the outrun engine and they've made it a bit quicker by then but um yeah yeah, the speed the speed lets it down look so overall if look if i had this back in the day obviously chris had um i would not be happy at all i would have been very very (laughs) upset but it's not my stinker yeah, so yeah. it doesn't right. smell bad. It doesn't smell bad. Not not, not that bad. <laughs> Chris, because it's your because it's your baby, I'm gonna let you go last, okay, on this one. To talk about it a bit more if you want, okay. Oh, so the spectrum I'll, version. Yeah, yeah. I'll go I'll go next and then I'll let you have the oh, last sorry, yeah, I feel okay. like I've already I feel like I've already <laughs> said, said my piece. I, mean, I think the thing you've got to remember as well is yeah. like um, a lot of the developers working on these versions, um, they were uh, really young at the time. They were almost like kids. They were yeah. given insane deadlines to try mm-hmm. and get this stuff out. So, you know, it, it, you, could you do a better job on the Spectrum? Yes. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. in the time frame they had. They were using very limited development tools back then. I'm yeah. sure if like someone smart came along now using modern technology and made a version for the Spectrum, they could do something much better. But, you know... At the time, it was a quick cash grab for US mm-hmm. Gold to uh, sell lots of units uh, to the Christmas market. And uh, unfortunately, compromises were made. You know, with, with software development, you can't always have um, yeah, speed of right? development and quality at the same time unless you th- throw lots of money at it. And often they weren't throwing much money at it and they were expecting quality in a very short space of time and it just wasn't going to happen. And, yeah. um, you know, really, if I was working on this game, I think the decisions I would have made if I was, say, technical producer or something would have been, which they wouldn't have even had back then, would have been <laughs> just been like, cut down the amount of scenery. Frame rate is the most important thing about OutRun, yeah. not yeah. the scenery. <laughs> if, if you can't get the game running at above two frames a second, then forget yeah. it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's more of a game of prediction on the later stages. You can see an obstacle coming up and you think, hmm, how long should I hold down the left key for in order <laughs> yeah. to make the screen slowly scroll in the direction I need? So yeah. the actual tactics of the game, it's more like a strategic driving game where you have to predict <laughs> the future at one or two frames a second. Um, it's very strange. So it's, 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 it's more quick time, really. It's, yeah, it's like quick time outrun. It's yeah. nothing like, I mean, it's, it's so detached from the original uh, experience. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's kind of like a cover band, more, uh, you know, mutilating yeah. your favourite um songs said to the programmers in the uk on the spectrum he said look guys i've got this idea <laughs> he says it's going to come further forward in, in in my future when i predict this game called shimu but we're going to introduce something called slow time events right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, what you're going to do is yeah you're going to see something and you're going to react, react to it and it's going to change very slowly and hopefully you get it the right way <laughs> In the future, when I make this game called Shenmue, we'll introduce something called Quick Time Events because we'll have a little bit more power. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. But, uh, I mean, but, it's uh, important to remember, right, like the Spectrum Z80 chip 
It didn't even have a built-in multiply operation or a divide operation. It was so, so basic. I mean, that chip is just what controlled the sound on the arcade board. So yeah. whilst it could have been better, I mean, like the, the Outrun arcade hardware for the day was just a spectacular technology mm. revolution really it and was, the spectrum yeah. didn't even have proper graphics hardware i mean i've tried programming in assembler for the spectrum and to be honest i don't find it a pleasant machine to program for it's uh, extremely mm. limited so you know um i do have sympathy for the port uh it's still still a load of bobbins yeah all right what, what about you, you know Tag? what you know what i played this I've, I've had a dabble at it a few times but i really got into it today so i'm going to give it a proper go because the eight bits are the only ones c64 obviously i had as a kid but uh the eight bit ones are the only out games of our one that i probably haven't really put much time into in the past so i thought i'd give it a good go and, and uh, i always remember looking at the back of the box on christmas day and it had the specky version the amstrad version c60 c64 version it might have had the amiga i don't know back then but it, it got those three on it and i looked at the specky and i was like bloody hell and the amstrad i thought bloody hell these actually look like outrun and i, I thought these were imp- impressive really impressive screenshots to look at whereas the c64 one i looked at you know when i looked at it I was a bit like mm, okay all right well hopefully it's got more of one thing than the others have uh, but uh but look, I, I put it on um do you know do you know the story of those screenshots on the back of the box, though? No, I don't. Know. They're, they're not real. Like the Spectrum one is not. It's not a real screenshot. It's a mock-up. The sprites, oh, really? are, yeah, check it out. Compared with the actual game, yeah. the sprites are much, much bigger, um, and they mock they mock them up. And I think <laughs> the Atari the Atari one is, is it completely arcade? different. Is it the it looks, arcade? I think, I think they might have used an arcade screenshot. I'm not entirely sure. I can't oh. remember. But those screenshots are not the actual game they're mock-ups yeah, and i um, asked I'm... the developer about this and he said yeah it's common practice they'd do the box before the game is finished and they'd just have right. to mock something well, up. well from memory i think that they, they did submit those mock-up um screenshots for the specky to i think it was cvg or something or to um is it crash yeah crash and then when the game came out they were like this doesn't look like the same game because I, th- I think it was that game that i'm thinking of that that they did that too like they actually submitted it to magazines as well so People would have been furious. But anyway, sorry. Sorry, Tag. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, it is just memories that I have. I remember looking back at the back of the box. That's the first thing you do when you get excited about the game, isn't it? So, um, well, yeah, I I actually thought the graphics were a great resemblance to the arcade when it comes to the main sprite. And I'll put that in at the end. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the main sprite. Um, You know, the roads go up and down, which is pretty cool. Um, I actually made it to stage three, Chris, to the gateway. Oh, well done. Yeah, and that's when it really... Yeah, and th- the mean... worst thing is they've got a timer in the game with milliseconds. So you can actually see the millisecond going up about the same pace that the um, <laughs> second counter should be going up. So, right. yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. reinforces how yeah. awful it is. I, I, could, I could cope with it. You know, at the start of the game speed, I actually, t- I actually got into it and I was quite enjoying... Playing it, I know it's not quite the it's not the speed of our run, but it's, I was it's because like, we're getting old. Do you, it, do you just like a very maybe. slow drive I now? Like that cushy, I like that cushy kind of steady drive, right? And I, it was actually quite, I was quite enjoying it. And it, then it wasn't until I got to stage three that, I, and I was actually at that point in time, I was thinking, you know what, 
if I'd have had this version over my C64 version, I'd have been a happier kid on Christmas 1987. And then I got to the gateway and I was like, mm, okay, I think it's a bit broke. <laughs> Feels a bit broken, actually. <laughs> I could do stage one or two and I was quite happy with it, but uh, the stage three kind of killed it. Uh, the music was cool. I, I noticed the music actually changes tracks when you go on to the different, as you go to the different levels, it plays a bit of the different songs, um, which was uh, something that, you know, a bit different there. Uh, and it kind of loads between the levels a little bit as well. So, um, so obviously that was there as well. But it's it wasn't the stinkiest port, I must admit. And I'm glad I give it a little bit bit more time today and had a bit of a proper proper play at it. I thought it wasn't a bad version. Back in 1987 as a kid, I think most specky, specky owners who loved that would have been reasonably happy with it, I think. So that's my take on, on that one. I think you're a bit too generous, but... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... I'm like the I'm like the chilled side of it. Does it's yeah. like Arr, fucking shit. Yeah, I was not the worst one. So um... yeah, it, it's not it's not the worst one. And it's I think when you review any of these, you have to look at what was the potential of the underlying that's, hardware, that's, the format. Yeah, yeah, and it's, right. yeah. and it, yeah. it could have been better on the spectrum, but it could have been a lot worse. And it mm. it it just about scratched an itch. If you were a spectrum owner back then and you liked Outrun like I did, you were yeah. like. Mm, it slightly reminds me of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not like the car. That was, you know, that's something. You're taking a bit of it home, aren't you? You're taking a yeah. bit of it. Home. Yeah, <laughs> it's All not right. arcade perfect. Nah. <laughs> I'll go C64 UK version. Okay. okay. All right. I'll I'll start this on off too. I yeah. think. Um. Okay. I I think the music's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um. I like the I like the I like the colorful graphics. I think they're nice. Uh, I think the controls are great. A nice sense of speed. Personally, I think I think it's okay. Uh, it's missing the map screen, which is I know it's not part of the it's part of the game, but it doesn't really affect the gameplay at all. But it's nice to have that there, but it doesn't have it. And um, yeah, I was just brought up with this with this version. So look, it's it doesn't have you know your choice of you know, which way you want to go. It doesn't split the road. And not that, not that I can remember. I don't think it has that at all because it just goes automatically to the next stage. But, um, and, and I know that's an important part of Outrun, but look, I mean, back in the day, I was happy with that. And playing mm. it now, look, it's not too bad. Um, it's not a stinker. It's not, it, to me, to me, it's a cut down version of Outrun. But you know what? Mm. Um, it's like Chris said, you know, it's working towards the C64's, power i guess you know to its limitations so i I don't expect i didn't expect much but um yeah i mean it's not great playing it now considering i can play other versions but i I don't think it's that bad it's not it's not great but it's not bad i'd agree with that i mean the thing about the c64 version actually upset me was uh when turbo outrun came out on the c64 now i don't really like turbo outrun in the arcade so much but yeah. the C64 version of that game is amazing. Wow. And I was like, yes, oh, if only they had done that with Outrun, yeah. that would, I'd yeah. have probably bought a C64 just to play it. And, and, but, that, um, and that intro, Chris, the intro on Turbo uh, Outrun. With the, yes, with the, the Sid speech. music on Turbo oh, and it's yeah. just beautiful. Oh, yeah. everything, every, the remix of the original everything, Outrun music, that yeah. is 
awesome and i love playing that on the c64 yeah. the original outrun like you say yes yeah, again it's it was a nice game the frame rate was certainly a lot better than the spectrum yeah. version obviously it had some colors in there and that sort of thing there wasn't the road split but it was all right you know it was all right yeah it was it was it was sort of like it was good enough but yeah yeah you would if you'd not played outrun before in the arcade you weren't going to fall in love with it through the c64 that's course. that's correct yeah i mean for a nine yeah. eight eight year old kid back in the day you would have been happy with it until until yeah. you played the real one <laughs> yeah yeah taggy yeah. Well, I played the arcade before I played the mm-hmm. C64 one. That's what. Yeah. That's why I wanted to buy. Wanted to buy it, you know, because I wanted to. I wanted to have the hot arcade at home. Uh, back then, I didn't know what it took to have an arcade version at home. Mm-hmm. I thought the C64 would have given me something close, yeah, <laughs> or some of it close anyway. But um, yeah, like I say, I probably had more love for the tape, the the audio tape. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Than the actual game that was obviously more arcade perfect than the, than the game, but it was okay. I was, I actually think on Christmas Day, I was a little bit, I, I wanted to love it, but I couldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted to love it because I wanted out, I wanted out run at home, but um, yeah. but yeah, I could, I, I kept playing it, I kept playing it, hoping it would uh, would change in some mm-hmm. way to, to, to be more enjoyable. But it, it ran fast. It was playable. Um, it had a lot of things missing, like a lot of the eight-bit ports would have done. Um, but uh, I, I was one thing I didn't like was that the car, the car itself didn't, the car itself didn't look quite as nice as what it did in some of the other versions, and yeah. um, uh, which was a bit of a shame, really. But um, but yeah, it was playable um, as a kid. I was, I think I was a little bit disappointed with it. To be did, honest, did it, did, but, did a um, bit of tag die that day? He did a little thirty-year-old <laughs> Jimmy Taxter was, uh, <laughs> was a little bit of him died, and we couldn't wait for the following year for his parents to go back to the coast <laughs> and go and play the real deal. <laughs> oh, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's all right. It's not the golden turd. It's, no, it's, it's got, not. it's got a little memory for me, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I never knew was there was two US, versions on it. Yeah. So, and I haven't played the second version. You didn't play it? You didn't end up playing it? I'm, no? looking, I'm looking forward to learning a little bit about okay. what, what the second okay. version's like. Chris, did you, you know, ever play the US version? Um, I have done, but only like on an emulator. I never yeah. had it on the real C64. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all a bit baffling, isn't it? The fact that they would have gone to the effort of writing the game twice. I mean, like... You know, even the cost of developing a game back then would have been considerable. You'd have thought they'd have just worked on one version for both territories. Well, mm. well, from what I've read is that um, Sega USA wasn't happy with the UK version. So they said, you were scold, work off what you have there and better it. So that's what they did. That's the same thing with Afterburner as well. They redid Afterburner yep. as well. And that, that was... That was but Afterburner is not a game. It's a tech demo, isn't it, Tag? That's why I look at Afterburner. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Uh, the only people that say that about Afterburner are people that don't know how I'll to play, play Afterburner. <laughs> yeah. Afterburner. Yeah. Exactly Chris, yeah. exactly yeah, it's like Afterburner is just not a very accessible game, uh-huh. and I'm going to defend it. And they, it is, they made it too complicated yeah. after Outrun, and people thought they were getting Outrun in the sky, but actually Afterburner is quite techy to play. Yeah. And when you see people one credit it, you're like, actually... This is a skillful game. It's not just the tech demo you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that. 
I love after minute climax though. I think it's that's different. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, Chris, that's why that's why we've still not covered afterburner, yeah. mate. I'll keep away at him. Keep chipping away at him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll right. come on for afterburner. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, Brilliant. I loaded up the US version for the first time re- for reviewing. I remember them. I remember hearing about it, but I thought. Forget, forget, yeah, you know what I mean. So anyway, I actually had the ROM on my um C sixty four cart, so I chucked it on real hardware. Um, very similar to the UK version. Uh, Ferrari is different; it's not the same looking Ferrari. Um, looks like someone sat on it to me. Oh, what? Sorry, it looks like someone sat on it. Yeah, to it's me. a it's bit squished. squished. Yeah, it's a bit squished. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since the speed feels better, I actually like the road looks better. Um, controls are much smoother. There's nice parallax scrolling in the background. Adds a lot to the game. Um, has the map in it. How's that? They added the map in there. And um, and you, you, But the thing is, you pick your route prior to the game starting. So you get your map, and then it'll load your certain routes which way you go. So I thought, well... Foreshadowing sat-nav. Yeah, almost. there you it go. It's a bit like you were like yeah. using a sat-nav before you began. But I, I thought that was, very, that was a very smart way of doing things. I mean... You know what? Loading between checkpoints, which we'll talk about later with other versions. So, again, it's working towards uh, the limitations of the machine. And um, this is just a much better port over the the UK version. I think it's... uh, Actually, it was a lot of fun to play. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. No way, Stinker. It's actually a good port. I mean, it doesn't look that pretty as well. Yeah, It does look a bit nicer, but it's there's more in there. Right. Yeah. Okay. I had fun and games with uh, C64 hour and trying to get these things working. So uh, huh. I ended up giving up. Ended up giving up in the end. But I will pursue it at another day and see if I can uh, have a look at that. Das. Nah. You, you'll 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 be um you'll be quite surprised. Hmm. All righty. All right then. Okay. So uh, last of the eight bit computers and then the, the CPC. The, the Amstrad CPC. No. Burst. Yeah, smells bad. <laughs> so the the Amstrad CPC version is actually based off the Spectrum version, but then they added the color graphics. However, um, because the graphics are a little bit more complicated again, I think on the mm-hmm. CPC version, it runs, I think, even slower than the Spectrum version. Yeah. So although it looks nicer when it's still, um, it's the Spectrum engine running even slower again. Mm, yes. Wow. Yep. Um, it looks good as a, as a still picture. Plays like a still picture. Plays like a flipbook. <laughs> plays like a picture because it doesn't move. No sound besides the occasional skid sound. <sighs> Has a bush on the road again. <laughs> Has a bush on the road. Garbage. Absolute garbage. It's in the outback. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I was like, I wasted, I can't believe this is the one version I was like, I wasted like 10 minutes of my time loading this up on real hardware. <laughs> and I'm wow. never going to get that time back again. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, I remember. It was bad. My main memory of this game is going to a friend's house that had it and we tried to load it twice mm-hmm. and it didn't load both times. So I never even got to play it back in the day because uh, we didn't get the tape to load. Well, you're very so, lucky. Uh, yeah. It was, I mean, it's, this is. I, it's almost unreleasable, I think. This it's, it's, it's disgraceful. Oh. It's just this is just as bad as Final Fight on the Amstrad. I always go back to Final Fight, <laughs> reviewing that because it it doesn't move. It's a picture. 
That's what I said. It it looks like a, it looks good as a still picture, but it plays like a picture. Just a, just a static screen. It is. It's very very bad. It's and I would have been so angry if I paid for this game back in the day as a kid. You'd be heartbroken. You're lucky. You're lucky. Tag that that um you had the C sixty four, mate. So yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You know. You should be grateful, mate. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I mean, I, I put the Amstrad version on and I thought it had a great pixel loading screen. Yeah, that was I it. Thought that, I thought, this is actually looking pretty good. And quite a few of the versions have a great like image of the mm. game in like their 8-bit form during the loading screen. The C64's got the oval, hasn't it? The outrun. Yeah, yeah. Oval with the car coming over the brow. But a couple of the versions, the 16-bit and 8-bit versions, have got like a, a screen loader with a reasonably good interpretation of the start of the game with Flagman and all those things on it. Flagman just never turned up, did he? He had, had a day <laughs> off. Flagman <laughs> had a day off when the eight bits were being, uh, being, being, being made. But um, so, yeah, unfortunately it doesn't live up to the loader, does it? Loading screen. Um, I put it, it's had a great looking car. It was colourful and pixely. It almost gave it that kind of outwardly pixely look to it, which looks quite nice. There was no palm trees, which is a deal breaker for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to think about did, palm trees, you know. They removed the palm trees, did they? There no palm trees. They're more like little palm bushes, really. Because ah. the Spectrum version did have the palm trees. I'm wondering if they, because yeah, of did. the height of them, they might have just slowed it down too much. So they, yeah, they removed yeah, them and replaced them with smaller sprites. All the little side obstacles, and that was about it. Uh, so no palm trees, yeah. So um, I put no music in Outrun, which is like a cr- like a crime. Um, and there was no start line, like a lot of those versions. You know, you didn't get the the build up at the start, the start where you were kicked off the whole the whole game. So yeah, but uh, it, apart from that, it was just like the specy one. It was it was slow. So so slow. If if this didn't exist, the Specky would have got a golden turd for me, but mm. but the Amstrad one does. So yeah, yeah right. both de- both okay. de- both developed by the same team. Yeah. So in parallel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amstrad and the Spectrum versions. <laughs> All right. Now I have been doing a little voting thing going on over on Twitter for the last three three or so hours. And the results have actually changed since last time I looked at it. So I put on there, which version of Outrun is the stinkiest? All right. There was the C64, the Spectrum, Amstrad CPC, and the Amiga and ST were actually combined together. All right. So um, the Amstrad was, leaps and bounds, the worst port, according to our uh, Twitter followers at one stage. But that's changed. I won't give you the answer just yet. I'll leave it for a little bit later. But um, interesting. We'll give you the results of the poll after we've done the 16 bit one. Wow, I know. I'm, I'm quite surprised. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so, yeah, so there you go. So, okay, Chris. So, look, you decompiled Outrun, right? You broke, you did. I When I talk to Chris, I say he sees Outrun like the Matrix. You know, when you see the green. Those, all those green symbols going down the screen. That's how when he plays Outrun, he, all he can see is those. You know, That's he's right. De- he's decompiling it and breaking down every every step of the game as he's playing it, knowing in what's, com- what's coming next and so on and so on. When you when you broke down the Outrun code, you started to understand it. You, you've uncovered quite a few things over the years. And uh, I thought it might be quite nice just to 
if you can recall anything that is, because I haven't prepped you up for this. Uh, I was just thinking, what were some of your, what were some of the finds that you had that just really made your day? There was lots of things over the over the years. I mean, like there's the there were unused sprites in the game. So, for example, there were motorbike sprites that were obviously intended to be used on the road, but I'm presuming they took them out just because of scale differences. Maybe it was a bit weird, the collision between a car and a motorbike compared with a car and a big truck. Um, there were also, there's also sort of like what I think is like a, a test track in the game. There's a version of Coconut Beach, which is quite strange with a different layout that I uncovered. Um, there's Easter eggs in there, like, there's obvious bits in the code where they were experimenting um, with the, the split road at the start of the game of actually having the traffic coming towards you because there was code in there to make the traffic do that, which was just commented out and never finished. Mm -hmm. So they were obviously experimenting uh, with, with, the, with features that didn't actually make it into the game itself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I found sort of unused lap timing code, so it would show you your best lap time. Um, there's obviously some dev credits in there. There's a, there's a few Space Harrier things left in the code base because I think the team moved straight on from Space Harrier onto OutRun after that. So mm. there's things like um, sound samples and fonts and stuff left over from um, from Space Harrier. So there's, yeah, so there's a number of things in the code base in terms of mm. uh, uh, of oddities that didn't make it through to the final cut. Um, similarly, you know, in the between the Japanese original. Uh, release of outrun and the later revision that came out they changed a lot of the levels around and stuff like mm. that so um gateway for example has a completely different level layout and some of the home ports follow the japanese level <laughs> layout format and some of them follow the the later one um yeah, so in yeah. the enhanced edition i tried to bring both sets of tracks in so you could toggle between them because there are differences between the two so yeah 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 trying to play that it's uh, it's like playing a whole different game isn't it playing the japanese version yeah, some of the tracks are actually different. And I wrote a quick tool when I was doing it. So it would say like, hey, this track perfectly matches this other one. And this one, here are the differences between them. So I could actually make sure that I had a full list of all the differences so that in the yeah. enhanced edition, when you choose between the two, you're getting the right track. Yeah, very good. Very good. All right. Okay, guys. So should we get to 8-bit consoles? Uh, I was going to go MS6 what do you think? Two. What we go? I think MS6 MS6 2 is your bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone do this one? Yeah. Um, I did last night. I was playing okay. this one. I'm familiar with this. As I was mentioning earlier, there was, there's actually two versions on okay. the MSX. Now, yeah. one is I don't know which one you guys played. One is very close to the Spectrum version because the MSX is another Z80 okay. yeah, machine. Yeah, it wasn't that one. So one they use. Yeah, one they use yeah. the Spectrum version as a base. The other version it looks a lot closer to the Master System version, that, that's uh, which is I also played. another. Pony Another Z80 machine. Yeah, pony that's, that's the Pony Cannon version. So yeah, again, this yeah. is another machine which got two versions mm -hmm. of Outrun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, so you, you go first, Tag. Okay. All right. Okay. So Pony Cannon version. So MX, MS, MSX2 version. So yeah, it came out by Pony Cannon in 1988. Uh, so it was just a Japanese release, right? Yeah, I think so. Just a Japanese release. If you want to buy this game, guys, uh, after my sterling review of it, I know everybody's going to be on eBay wanting to buy it. It's yours for 434 um, uh, Australian dollars or 219 pounds, okay? So wow. there you go. So, so oh, yeah. before, but I advise you, before you run out and buy it, maybe listen to what I've got to say about it. That's more than I paid for my OutRun machine. Oh, wow. 
So, um, so this version, it's got the, uh, the course map is really well drawn. Actually, thought it was a really good point on it. Looks nice. Uh, that's a real good positive. Um, the select music, uh, the start is you know the select music start is iconic. That that's still there as well. Um, it says the car. I thought put the car looks okay. It's quite similar to the Master System version when you look at it. Um, I actually didn't mind the music on this version. It was kind of basic, but not too bad. The start was quite sparse. You did start to get a little bit of a start line there with a few things on it. I didn't see Flagman, though, unfortunately. Still not still not turned up for his first day at work. Um, and then uh, that's it, really. The rest of it was pretty bad. I, I couldn't get on with it at all. I found that... Um, at certain times, the game kind of the way the game operated changed. So, at once at one point, in the, at certain points in the game, you can actually the, the track stays the same, and the car moves from left to right. You actually move the car from left to right. Other parts of the game, the car stays in the center, and the track moves from left to right. And it all depends, I think, on the overhead, a little bit on the overhead scenery on how they've programmed that. But it, it's a bit of a strange effect that throws you out quite a bit. I, I find this version very, very weird. And I was going to say it's the cornering for me in it, which is just yeah. odd. It's like they haven't really figured out how to let you go around a corner properly. Um, yeah, do not pay $450 for this game, really. I think you could you probably hire someone and just get them to program you a new version for the MSX for less. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful box. Beautiful box. But I would just get a case and print one out. <laughs> Stick it on your shelf. Don't go out and buy it. But it yeah. might be better than the Spectrum port that came out for the MSX, which is essentially the Spectrum version, but they've uh, solid red colored the car. That's the main difference. So yeah. it looks exactly like the Spectrum version with a solid yeah. red color car. Let's just hope that doesn't slow it down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't run any faster, that's for sure. Uh, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts, Daz? What do you make of it? Okay. Uh, I thought the nice title screen. Uh, I thought music was okay. I did not like it at the beginning, but it did grow on me. Um, I, I did give it a bit of time. I wanted to. Look, I think for what it is and for the system, I thought it was an okay port. Sense of speed was okay. But I think this is what you were pretty much what you're talking about. This is the way I perceived it. It had a weird bug when you when the road turns, the lines yeah. on the road vanish. Um, also, the car movement was strange too. It was like, you know, like a, I felt like it was like a game and watch. You know how you got your stills? It was like that. Yeah, it just wasn't smooth. It's across a lane. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it's very very strange. Um, yeah, look, it was okay. I think nothing to brag about. Though I, I thought an okay attempt for the hardware. Uh, they, I, they could have did better. They could have. But it wasn't. I don't think it was the worst one. But, yeah. Yeah, not the, wor not the worst of them, all. No, no. All right. Um, okay, uh, moving on then, guys. What, uh, what what shall we look at? We've got loads to get through, so we better, we better fly for a few. Um, a bit consoles. Oh, a bit okay, consoles. consoles. Yeah, yeah. All right, mass system. Go mass system. Okay. All right, how's your head, Daz? My head's fine. Your head? your oh, oh, yeah, I'll get into that with the 3D one after the <laughs> first, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, you want to talk a bit about that? <laughs> all right, I'll go, I'll go 3D first, all right? Um, 
I played this when I first got my glasses, right? Um, at one stage, I had all the 3D games. I've got rid of them all, but I've just kept the glasses because I have EverDrive now. But, um, okay, the controls were fine. Sound sound was great, actually. I really liked the sound. Sense of speed isn't there, though, I found. Um, it was, I was very hard-pressed to review the game for more than 10 minutes. It was really hard on the eyes. Uh, but when I was playing it, it actually looked really nice. You could you could actually feel the depth, which was really cool. Uh, I thought it looked really good for such old tech, but like I said, it was hard on the eyes. Um, I think it's highly recommended to try if you ever get a chance, at least once in your life. I think it's I think it's it's just more about the experience of using the goggles, um, the glasses. But it's not something that I will go back to ever again. I will not because it was really hard on my head. And I ended up with a slight headache afterwards for, for about a couple of hours. And I, I could normally handle a lot of that, but mm, it was got very... a, It's got a very weird flickering effect on the Sega 3D glasses because I own them as well. Yeah, and yeah. they're definitely a novelty. You don't want to use them for a long period of time at all. They make, you know, in comparison with like modern VR that I'm working with now, it's like, yeah. you know, modern VR is fantastic in terms of being able to keep it on your head for a reasonable length of time. Well, when well, you go back to the Seiko glasses. Well, I'll, I'll give it this. Um, I'm running a 60 hertz. I've got a 60 hertz US smart system. And the flickering isn't as as uh, prominent as a 50 hertz for uh, some reason. Maybe maybe because I played it on a PAL. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've played on PAL yeah. before. Because I used it on my PAL uh, machine mm. years ago. But now that I've got an NTSC machine running at 60 hertz, it's it's easier on the eyes. But it's mm. it's not easy on the eyes, if you know what I mean. It is easier. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great to experience once if anyone's got them, just for the just for the hell of it, you know. But as a game itself, it's good, but it's you can't play it. it just it's, it's too hard on on your head. The um three D version's actually a bit different from the yeah, it is yeah the car the car's different too. I noticed. Yeah. And the yeah. tracks are different, right? The tracks That's are right. Different. It's got different oh, okay. different track layouts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can go through tunnels and things like that from memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, I haven't got this version of it, but I do have it as an unlockable version. So I've got oh. it. I've actually got it on the 3DS. Oh, uh, right. Yes. Yeah. With the Sega Classics packs. Yeah. So with the Sega Classics, I think, uh, I don't know if it's on my second Japanese set or the third Japanese set, but I think if you've got the download, if you've got the save file from previous ones on your memory card, then it unlocks. Uh, 3D out on the three space area. Oh, that's cool. So uh, yeah, so I was playing. So you can pull the thing down and put it in 3D stereoscopic mode, you know, and uh, not have to put the headset on, but you can play it with the depth uh, in 3D. Yeah, so it's okay. It's not. Too, it's not too bad. But um, but yeah, I I didn't play. I played that version. I didn't play the 3D one with the glasses. Um, but yeah, but that's a little extra there. Only again, obviously, it only came out in Japan, so we're not we're not worthy of we're not we're not in the demographic of wanting to like that. Yeah. So we're not allowed <laughs> we're not allowed to have it. But um, so there you go. Yeah. So that's that one. So what about the master system then? Anything to add on the master system? Uh, I thought it's much I of mean, a muchness to me uh, to the three D version. It felt faster. Ferrari looked a little bit different. Um, but I guess it's, I said I wrote same game but faster. Obviously, not the same game. But um, it's it's not something I'll go back to either. It just feels too small. 
I know it's running uh, yeah. on the mouse system. It just looks like a little micro machines. It should be called outrunning micro machines. Mini. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to be quite harsh on these Sega versions, given they were done by Sega. Mm -hmm. In theory, they had yeah. access to all the original art and development resources. Even though it's on an 8-bit machine, like, I don't think they're good conversions. Like, if you look at what they did with Sonic on the um, Master System and some of the other leading Sega titles, right. and the system has some great, great games, mm -hmm. and OutRun wasn't one of them. Like, if you were going to spend your you know, 40 pounds back then as a child on this, which would be, you know, close to probably coming up to a hundred dollars now in today's money, like outrun wouldn't be yeah. the game you bought. It's, it wouldn't be a good purchase. Mm. Yeah. Like you say, the, the sprites are all too small. The, the feel of the game is just very, very different. It's like, it's an okay racing game, but it's not outrun. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. This game for me won, won one award. Okay. And it was the the award for the worst box art in the history of video games. Really, his on worst. The, on the Master System, it is a shocker. And the the, the uh, Mark Three is is beautiful, but the Master System one, my eight year old, my nine year old lad, sorry, would not would draw a better Ferrari than that bloody game cover. Have you seen wrestling it's... on Master System? The cover for wrestling. <laughs> Has it got just a thing being thrown across the? It's got a guy across... with like a missing head. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Even the ninja, yeah. the ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I think it's worse than the, uh, the box art for that shoot 'em up phalanx. <laughs> oh yeah, jeez, I don't know what the hell's going on there. It's got a hillbilly and a banjo yeah. on it, and it's got nothing to do with anything yeah, to do with yeah, shoot 'em up. Yeah. <laughs> They got the wrong. They really did get the wrong uh, deep debrief on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, I put um, I put the MSX two version. I thought I got better scrolling and the car and the car graphics and music. Uh, oh, scratch it! The going around the corners. It sounds like someone's dragging their nails across a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, it's really not good. Um, Splash Wave was quite a nice little tune on it. Uh, the road moves left and right, and the car is in the same place, like it does, like actually on the on the MSX kind of version, really. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay, but I thought the uh, little handheld version was much better. Another Game Gear, eh? So we'll go on to that. Yeah, we can yeah. head on to that one. Yeah. I guess the novelty with the Game Gear version from memory is there's a link-up mode, isn't there? That's right, there is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I found with the Game Gear version, I remember finding it very, very easy. Like, right. almost to the point where I could complete it every single time I played it. And, um, yeah, the difficulty of the game felt weird to me. But given the Game Gear was so small and the screen was so small, you yeah. it got rid of that sort of micro-machines feeling that we were describing uh, because it was the whole thing small anyway. Now, the interesting thing as well with the Game Gear is... From a hardware perspective, it's identical to the Master System, pretty much. Um, yeah. So it's quite interesting that they didn't bring the Master System version over. Um, again, they it's a, it appears to be a completely recoded game. So it's another example of a hardware platform where almost, you know, the Master System Game Gear family received three versions yeah. of the game, including 3D. So mm, quite yeah. crazy. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, had, I had a funny yeah. um, opinion on this one. I never played this one before. I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. Um, I thought it was an okay port, good sound and controls, but it just didn't feel like OutRun to me. To me, it wasn't OutRun. You know what it reminded me of? 
Top Gear or Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 on the Amiga. That's what it felt like. Did not feel mm. like it wasn't yeah. outrun yeah. to me. It wasn't. Yeah. And I, I know what it is that makes that gives you that feeling, right? Because I worked this out last night as well. Mm-hmm. When you play an outrun in the arcade, not every corner is a hard left and a hard right. Mm-hmm. A lot of the corners are very smooth, coasty, you know, 20 yeah, degrees yeah. on the steering wheel. It's a cruisy game, right? It's a cruisy game. There's only a few corners in each state, in each level mm-hmm. that really can catch you out, yeah, if you're in the middle of the track when you when you turn. And whereas the Master System versions and the Game Gear versions, every corner is a hard left and a hard right to a degree. There's none of those coasty... There's not much in the way of coasty corners on no, those games. You mean, yeah. the, the, other, I mean? the other big thing that nearly all the home conversions get wrong is the um, other cars on the road and the logic behind them. The outrun code base, actually, if you drive straight up behind another car, the cars try and get out your way. They'll actually oh. change lanes as long as there's space. Yeah. Now, this yeah. doesn't always happen because it depends on what's around the car, where they are on the track. But yeah. if you actually play the original game and you go driving up on a straight behind a car, the cars quite intelligently move out the, your way. Outrun's like supposed to be a nice driving experience. It's not supposed to be a super grueling, uh, uh, you know, sort of experience. And for example, the Spectrum versions and a lot of these other ones, the cars actually often just change yeah, lanes into okay. you. Yeah, and yeah. then you're then you're spinning around for ages and that whole feel is just lost. So that's yeah. it's interesting what you're saying about the bends in general, but the car logic is another thing all the ports get wrong. And it's a yeah. lot of these subtleties, um, as well as all the technical limitations that that mean the ports just feel um, yeah. not right. Mm. Yeah. That's right to the arcade. If you're on the hard left, right, or a, the hard right going down the straight, you can edge on that almost on the edge of that road. And and they if they're in that same lane as you, they will come out of your way, and uh, you can usually get through a gap, a gap there without you know having to dodge. They they'll move and let you through compared to, you know, having to move out of the way. So Chris, so you, so, so you back that up there because that's good. Because I didn't know that was that was meant to happen. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of subtleties like that um, which uh, are just lost in conversion, and even the way the the car sticks to the track when you go around corners. Like you say, a lot of this is actually coded into the game. They've done a lot of things to make that cornering experience feel absolutely awesome and spot on. And they yeah. clearly spent a lot of time thinking about this. And again, you know, this is, this is where, why the home conversions fall down because they give you this thing where it looks like outrun, but it's just not quite right. Yeah. And, um, there's this uncanny valley effect with some of them. Like I think the Genesis one or the Mega Drive one, which we'll probably come on to later, is the best example of this because it yeah. almost looks like it should be outrunning, but it's but it's not. It's not quite right, is yeah. it? No, no, that's right. All right, cool. Okay, guys. Um, all right, so that was the um, Game Gear version, wasn't it? Yeah. PC Engine. PC Engine. All right. I'll go first because I reckon you guys are going to go more on this. I reckon. Um, Wow, I was impressed. (laughs) I did not expect this, especially after playing the Mega Drive version. I played this after the Mega Drive version. I feel this is very close to the arcade original. Um, Great control. Sensor speed is great. Um, The only thing that annoyed me was that the car sounded like a bee buzzing. That was (laughs) was very, like... Very distracting. It was really in my ear. Overall, an awesome port. Um, far better than the Mega Drive port, which I'll talk about next, I reckon. Yeah. But 
I was, I was blown I away. Mean, I was, what the hell's going I, on here? I think they did an incredible job with the PC Engine version. Almost frustratingly good. Like, yeah. it's better than Sega's own ports. It's, it's like, crazy. And the PC Engine you know, is an 8-bit piece of hardware. The graphics look lovely. They capture the spirit of OutRun, yeah. but they're obviously produced for the The format. colors. They, the, the compromises they've made in, in the game are obviously mm-hmm. the, they've made sensible right compromises choices. to get the right frame right. rate up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's totally acceptable. Like, uh, it's it's although it came out a couple of years after the other ones, it's yeah. I mean, to me, this is the best genuine original home conversion of Outrun. Um, whilst hardware was still limited, it's, and it's, it's, it shouldn't I think exist. This is, it shouldn't exist yeah. like this. It's ridiculous how good it is. And yes, it isn't. It's definitely not arcade perfect, no. and there's a lot of differences. But had I been a kid and owned a PC Engine and oh. got this, I would have been absolutely delighted. I mean, this is yeah. it's a work of art what they did with this. this is an amazing yeah. conversion, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I never had this version. I still never had it. I actually had a little PC Engine GT at one stage. Mm-hmm. But I never had it long enough to actually invest in Outrun on it. But, um, but yeah, I, I played it at a friend's house. I've played it again since. Uh, I've got, obviously, Dodgy Dave supplied it to me uh, a while ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, PC Engine port. I put a corner in. It's, it's smooth. Um, it's, it's, it's a box-standard version, but I think the developers listen to you, Daz, because yeah. <laughs> you could turn off sound effects. Oh, okay. So you could turn off, I think I don't know if it's engine noise or you could turn off all, all sound effects. Maybe it's just engine noise, but you can turn off uh, okay. that, oh, that's uh, good. that buzzing noise, yeah? Or you could turn that's off music, one, one or the other, I think. Um, yeah, I'd put, you know, the start line, um, it's, it, it's good. it starts off pretty good. There's a few things. Flagman, I think, makes his first appearance. <laughs> I think he's actually there for it. Uh, you've got a bit of scenery and the, and the people in the stands and things like that. And I, and I thought the the colours really suited it. They actually felt, felt like the arcade version to play it, and it looked similar to the arcade. I, I, this, it almost looks like it's scaling. It's the pixelated look of the game, and the blocky the blockiness of it made it look like it was scaling. Something that the Mega Drive somehow didn't manage to give that look. Didn't give the same look. It was fast. Um, I just felt it, it captures the feel. Of Aaron, that's what it captures to me. It's it, yeah, it's got it's the insane. map, it's got the start yeah. line, it's got a great palette. It's yeah. all the bits are in the right place. You know, it's sort of like it's what, what you'd hope for given the, given the limitations of the PC engine, yeah. maybe more more so. Yeah, yeah, no, really, really, really top version. Like you say, Chris, if I'd have had that back then, I'd have been more than I probably wouldn't have played much else to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> PC <laughs> engine was an amazing machine. I mean. Now that you can play all the original conversions on an emulator or whatever, slightly less so because you've got the arcade versions at home. But you yeah. know, had I, could I go back in time and tell my younger self what machine to buy? It would have been yeah. a PC Engine, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a big Sega fan, you'd have been, you'd been all over it, I think, wouldn't we? All right, okay. So just before we move into the next one, then, um, look, I, I know Chris through I think the love of Outrun, and quite often we go on WhatsApp. And we talk, we send each other links to crazy, crazy Japanese shit on on Yahoo auctions, right? And I'm not even going to talk. I'm not even going to talk about how much money I have spent on crazy shit related to Outrun. But I, I just wanted to know from Chris's point of view, what what would have been your craziest thing you bought 
outrun related, maybe from a cost perspective or just just crazy because the, the the actual item itself. And maybe what what has uh, been, what was one of the most rarest things or or was your most favourite kind of things that you've picked up? Um, yeah, I've just got lots of junk, really. And, uh, you know, I'm sort of like a mag, an outrun magpie just bringing shiny things back to my nest. Uh, <laughs> I've obviously got like the original uh, Japanese poster, as you're aware, Sean, which is lovely. I've yeah. got that framed on my wall. The one I think it was maybe sold via Gamis, Gamis, Gamis magazine in Japan. Mm. Um, I've, I've had, you know, I've got a lot of the kind of um artwork from the arcade machines various bits of the maps and stuff like that yeah. um i've got outrun key rings outrun wallets outrun mouse mats yeah. outrun and these, these are all the game cards. things that came out in japan aren't they by Demper yes and... yeah um i've yeah i've got i've got outrun stickers that came out from in the 80s in japan um just lots of obscurities all the flyers and that sort of thing um as you know i had like a nice outrun uh, sort of gold Ferrari that was commissioned by Sega, uh, which unfortunately got uh, stolen from me in a house burglary a while back and uh, probably got thrown in the bin when they realized it wasn't actually made of gold. It's just a cheap piece of metal. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, there's a. So yeah, I've had a lot of outrun stuff over the years for sure. Yeah, yep. All right, cool, cool. And game cards, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, the game cards. They they even made you know outrun phone cards in Japan. Um, there was there was there was so much stuff that came out really. Um, and there was a lot of merchandise around the games. There was the laser discs. There was a number of laser discs that showed you uh, like the gear gacha technique you could use in Japanese arcades to uh, kind of maximize your way of driving off road at full speed through the game. There was outrun VHS cassettes about the game. I mean, there's there's um. There's the soundtrack, which I've got on vinyl a number of times. There was the Japanese releases being the more recent releases. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of outrun memorabilia. I can't even really remember it all, to be honest. I've got so much. <laughs> all good, all good. All right. Okay, guys, we're moving on. We'll move, move on to the next one. Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. Okay, going what are you going to do? We're heading into the 16-bit era, aren't we? We're getting yeah. close. Yeah, I'm going to give you the results of the, of the poll. Really? Okay. No, not yet. Wait till the end. Wait till the end. We've yeah. still got a bit yeah. to go. Okay. All right. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know yet. Uh, too quick to get to the goal. The goal line. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can we wait? Oh, we oh, wait. Oh, You're getting we'll too excited. We'll tag. Wait. Come on, man. <laughs> well, the mainly eight and sixteen bit ones, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Keep going. No, we still got thirty two bit as well. We got yeah, but okay. All right, we'll go Mega Drive. Yeah, Mega Drive. Right. Mega. Oh, I shall start with the Mega Drive. Um, I was never a fan of this port. Never a fan. Um, uh, I think I still actually own the cart. But um, look, I loaded it back up. I'll give it an honest go. So uh, it controls well. Uh, graphics were nice. Um, but it doesn't doesn't look like out like it looks like Outrun, but it doesn't. It just it looks half assed. They could have did so much more with it. Um, look, the game runs at a good speed, um, but it doesn't feel as fast as the arcade. Um, look, I think it was a good attempt, but they could have did so much better. I really do think it was lazy. Very, very lazy. Hmm. Yeah, I it's... think given it came out, I think around 91 as well, like yeah. they surely should have got this one right because it wasn't yeah. coming out like 
in line with outrun was quite an old game from an arcade perspective by the time this came out so you would have thought they'd have tried to get it spot on to really appeal to people that you know didn't want the latest game you know it's like okay i want outrun so it better be good and i mean even with the palette there's a person online that's done a version of the mega drive version and he's updated the palette version yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. and it makes it look it just makes it look much nicer and you just think well that's that you know that? why didn't they do that yeah. internally within sega yeah. they had all the original art the mega drive hardware admittedly is not anywhere close yeah. to the outrun yeah. hardware mm-hmm. i mean it's the same processor um but outrun's got two of the 68000s it's clocked much slower in the mega drive there's no sprite scaling hardware um so it, to expect it to be that close to the arcade is a stretch but there's a lot of simple things they could have done yeah. um, to make the game a lot better. And the other thing I always found with the Mega Drive version, I found it just too easy. Um, I always found it really easy to I could co- complete the game without even really trying. Whereas the arcade version is quite hard in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so it, yeah. it doesn't play right. It doesn't look right. I found um, it boring. Big missed opportunity. I think yeah. it's very it's boring, just... very disheartening. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's 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 not a stinker but no. i think it's a big missed opportunity and when you look at the pc engine version you're like wow that's wow. an 8-bit machine yeah yeah that's right and like yeah. i said before like the amiga before play super hang on on the mega drive i reckon it's great it's brilliant yeah it is why, it is why are they why are they doing this why are these rust jobs what, what then if i don't see the point of releasing a wow like what it's nearly 10 years old when they mm. released it right so what was it, it was full about six years or so Five years, five I think. Years. Okay. Five yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Um, if yeah. you're going to release an old arcade, do Shinobi at least then, or something. You know, they didn't do Shinobi, but they did a crappy version of Outrun. And even a PC what? Engine did a decent version of Shinobi, right? Missed Mr. Level or so. But yeah. if it looked good on that, it could have looked better on the Mega Drive if they tried. But yeah, it's just half asked. I think it's just a cash in. That's all it was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's very popular in It's more popular in Europe than what it is in Japan. As far as sales of Outrun go, Mega um, Drive what version? Uh, well, any any version of Outrun. Oh, even okay. if, you, if you if you bring Outrun out on the Switch, you know, in the last year or so, um, I, I was reading an interview today, and it says that it did well sales wise in Japan, but mm-hmm. Europe, Europe absolutely love it. Outrun's massive in Europe. Like yeah. uh, I don't know why. I think bigger in some ways in terms of sort of pop culture than in the US. I don't yeah. know whether it's because we had tons of home ports of the game, so there was you know just whatever machine you owned, like you probably yeah. could have got Outrun for it. It was in all the arcades. Like the distribution of the cab was really yeah, strong out here, and I yeah. don't know whether there was a lot of like that American dream of escapism where you're seeing the palm trees and the, the wonderful music it's yeah, sunny it's and it's like it's, it's something there's something very escapist about that i think for someone from the rainy uk whereas maybe if you're living in california you're just like oh it's just i'm yeah. driving down my mm, local road like, like simulator of my life yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit different to being in the midlands uh <laughs> like me yeah i must admit but um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I I actually bought. I was one of the people who bought this. I bought this on import, like the week it was available, and it, and it got. I don't know if I went and picked it up or it got delivered. Um, and it was again. It was one. It was like it was like a C sixty four flashback for me. It was like I bought it and I had to somehow love this game, <laughs> but but it wasn't. I wasn't getting. I wasn't in love with it. I was just. I was just dating it without being in love with it. And uh, yeah, I just, 
it just it was missing it was missing the little outrun spark unfortunately it, it, it was odd as well the things they decided to bring to this game like they brought a new music yeah. track along called step on beat which was in my view distinctly yeah. average and it's like well if you're going to add to the game like why add a really average music track when there's three really strong ones already there yeah yeah definitely yeah it was um i mean it has got it's got like the, the even the scrolly clouds on cloud mountain stage that come over above you um like kind of that parallax kind of cloud that comes across it's got all of those kind of bits, but the thing I think that bugged me the most about it was the car, because the car didn't look as good as what the PC engine wanted. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really odd palette. The red, the yeah. red really and it's horrible. It was too dark. And oh, just... you've just reminded me of another piece of outrun memorabilia talking about the cloudy mountain stage. I've got the jigsaw. I've got I've got a Japanese jigsaw of cloudy mountain stage outrun. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever made it, though, Chris? Have I have, ever... yeah. I did it at the start of lockdown, actually. I was oh, like, okay. if I'm ever going to make this uh, uh, outrun jigsaw, now's the time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Mega Drive version, it had an amazing box, the Japanese one. I love the box art. That was the best thing about it, unfortunately, in my eyes. The rest of it was a little, just a little bit disappointing, which is a shame, real shame. Yeah, I don't know what was going on at Sega there. Like... Uh, in terms of quality control, you can understand the the ports that were farmed out to European developers on 8-bit machines going a bit wonky. But back at Sega HQ, I mean, if I was working on the Mega Drive, I'd have just got hold of all the original pixel art and worked from that. But it looks like they redrew it all again from scratch. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense to me because the Mega Drive pretty much uses the same resolution as the... Uh, the arcade board and even if the palette wasn't as vast you'd have thought they'd have started from the original art and then just sort of adapted it to the limitations of the mega drive it's i don't even understand the workflow of what how they made this port and why they did it from a technical perspective it makes no sense to me if i was the developer there like you know i've done conversions of 16-bit yeah. games like speedball 2 to mobile and stuff like that and you know you go back to the original source assets and, and work from them you don't you don't get an artist to interpret it interpret yeah. them it's it's really weird really mm. really weird yeah. so uh yeah it's, it's making me upset thinking about it should we move on <laughs> <laughs> it can go. it's our baby machine this is our baby well, it's my baby the mega drive and yeah it hurts me when i when i um complain about it yeah i've got yeah. a feeling it will get somewhat better but there will still be a little bit of sadness yeah. as we go forward <laughs> it's going on are we going to talk about the st yeah yeah uh, oh, yeah Oh, right, wow. we'll, we'll go. All right, we'll go Amiga first. We'll go Amiga first. I think. Okay. We'll go Amiga first. Um. Well, firstly, let's play the intro on the Amiga. How does that sound? Hey. We cannot play. It. We cannot do it without the intro. Let's let, let's do this. Okay, listeners, be prepared. U.S. Gold present from Sega. In a world of terrible driving conversions, U.S. Gold pulled game again. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That is so cringe. Oh, that is like. It's just. 
Of all the things they should have spent time on, writing that mod file for the music was not one of them. I mean, <laughs> this this version is toilet. Like, oh. It's awful. So the um, ST and Amiga version were written by the same team that did the Spectrum version, I believe. Um, oh, okay. And the, the, the Amiga version is somehow a worse version of the Atari ST version. It is. Um, it is. It's like, you know the thing, right? They the car turns left and right and the the passengers flip sides of the car that they're sitting on <laughs> i didn't even notice they, they, yeah because like, yeah. of the sprite yeah. now obviously on the arcade version the the ferrari logo does this but because the because yeah. the, the characters are two separate sprites placed into the car individually oh. rather than the whole thing being one holistic uh graphic uh, this yeah. doesn't happen but so the characters swap sides the the palette's bad the road's bad the speed's bad um this is just for me this is probably the worst conversion of outrun like i absolutely yeah. hate this version mm. it is just trash complete yeah. trash i don't have a single good thing to say about it yeah. no. well they spent a few i, I did a, i read an interview and they spent a few months on the uh the loading screen <laughs> and, and the and the and the intro music and then when they had the latest project update, the the, uh, the project manager says, what, what do you mean? We've, it's got to be out tomorrow. <laughs> and the rest of the time was spent on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Porting it from the yeah. Atari's team, most likely. Possibly. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's sort of like it was... It was the Atari ST didn't have the graphics hardware of the Amiga, mm -hmm. but so they started with the ST version and then ported that over to the Amiga, but used none of the Amiga's enhanced capabilities. So it didn't push the platform to the limits. Um, and it brought, and the, the source material was bad anyway. You know, like the Atari ST version was not a good, good conversion. That was um, quite common practice though back in the day. That was quite, that was, uh, it was yeah. The, uh, there's something about the horizon on this version where it just feels like you can't see into the distance properly. And they'd have done that for speed reasons because they couldn't get the engine running fast ah, enough. But okay. the, the whole experience is just, it's just not, it's not outrun again. It's just like, this is someone's horrible interpretation of outrun. Um, yeah. And it's, it, 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 this, is, this ruins a dream. This, this is just like, <laughs> it makes me feel unwell. And I've noticed, that, I've noticed that the guys over at RGDS and um, definitely Paul Driscoll and Kingy are on this one, but I think Paul, it was one of Paul Driscoll's dreams, I think, the Amiga version. I, haven't, wow. I, haven't, I don't know if the episode's out yet, but I saw the cover and it was like broken games or games that, you know, <laughs> the worst games and, and Outrun on the Amiga was, was one of the cover, cover shots. So I think they're going with the same pitch on that one for sure. Same no. thought on it. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about this version and why it's so bad for a very, very long time. But it's almost like I'm not even talking about Outrun. I mean, it's versions like this and the ST version that inspired me to go and buy an arcade machine because I was just like, the experience is still so different. And mm. back then, you know, in the late 90s, really the only way you were going to get to play the, the real Outrun experience was on the arcade or, as it turned out, the Saturn. But um, mm. this is just horrendous. This is just horrendous. This is a bit like, you know, you were younger and um, you wake up in the morning after a heavy night out and uh, there's <laughs> maybe someone next to you and you're like, this isn't this isn't who I thought I was taking yeah. home. And this version <laughs> of Outrun like that. It's like you wake up next to it and you're like, holy crap, how am I going to get rid of this? And, uh, how you know, I feel disgusted with myself. That's right. You, uh, you'll wake up, you look look to the side and... That <laughs> <laughs> just stares and stares at you and starts <laughs> talking. Holy shit! <laughs> All right, look, I'll I'll go in with my opinion. Um, 
I think I think I was probably a bit lenient. Oh really? Probably, yeah, wow. yeah. I think, but what Chris has said, I agree with That's him one hundred percent. I like you, Dad. Yeah, I know, I know. But Chris was uh, was was on the ball though. Yeah. Um, look, I thought graphics are okay. Sound was okay. Uh, controls are horrible. The road to horizon is just too low, and it just hinders your view. Um, game feels like it's running at fifteen frames per second. If I played this back in the day without knowing it was an arcade game, I'd I'd even give it a pass. Hmm. Still, uh, horrible port. And uh, again, why is there bushes in the middle of the road? Now I know why because it's the same as the Spectrum version. Um, and, and I'll go on with the Atari ST, obviously, because we've just stuck them together. Loading yeah. was horrendous. Like I, I played both of these versions on real hardware. The, the loading was just—I thought yes. something was wrong with with my um with my GoTech drive because I was running off USB. Yeah, I remember on the ST, my cousin had this game, and I just couldn't believe a floppy disk could take that long to load. It was like, what's going on? Ridiculous, yeah. It was a joke. Uh, Game pretty much identical to the Amiga, but I think it does run faster. Um, I think it did play better, um, but like the Amiga version, the the screen looked squashed. It was just playable, just... Wow, it was it was it was so bad. But the loading, I thought there was something wrong. I um, I actually went and made a cup of coffee, came back, and then it it started. Like, okay, I, I gave it a bit of a chance, but it, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known. I mean, lucky the light was flashing on the computer saying it was loading. If it didn't wasn't doing that, I would have thought the ROM was stuffed. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was very very that was a very bad experience. Um, not Amstrad bad, but it was bad. It's bad for that for that that hardware. Amiga and Atari ST shouldn't have got anything that bad at all, especially with trees in the middle of the. Uh, you look at Lotus room. Challenge and games like that on mm. it, and how smooth they yeah. smooth they operate. You just think, wow, if we could have just we could have just bought the code for Lotus Challenge and uh, outwardly <laughs> fired it a little yeah. bit, it would have been a better job, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah look, I, I did have the Amiga version. I didn't buy it, luckily, on this one, but I still think I felt bad that I spent a disc on it. Um, <laughs> on a disc on it. I think they were rewritable back then, so that wasn't well, so see, bad. I reckon after that, pop in X copy and you put a different game on there. Yeah, yeah. I think I did play Turbo Outrun a lot, and that probably wasn't that great on the Amiga, but I, I lived with it because it actually looked pretty decent. But um, yeah, it was it, again, it was a better version than Outrun. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I put here that intro. Obviously, you've all heard that now. Um, it looks like it was drawn in deluxe paint by somebody badly. That's why I think the whole game was was uh, drawn. The palette is all... I mean, it's bright colours, but it isn't Outrun. It isn't the Outrun palette with pixel weird colours. The the angle of the car, and this is what you were talking about, Chris, the angle of, of the view is too low. You're too much behind the car, so you can't see far, very far ahead of what's going on. So I always think... I always remember playing it thinking, there's a corner coming up, it's left. I know it's left. I know I've got a turn. And I still crash because I, I just couldn't gauge the bloody it's, it's corner. It's really bad. I not gauge the corner properly. Um, the music is bad. I didn't like the music. It's jerky. And the worst thing of all, I think, about this version is the borders because this is like playing Outrun through your letterbox. <laughs> It's peeping Tom it's like, outrun. It's like, it's like put, put the letterbox <laughs> up and play outrun through the letterbox. But just put a cardboard yellow bezel around the letterbox as you do it. It's um, it's either a bright green, 
you know surround the 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 the, the real estate of the bez of the of the bez, the border is is more than the actual game screen and that's probably to keep the speed up but oh geez disaster disaster not good not good yeah so uh Let's yeah stop so talking about that, that version i think now yeah where do we go next gba game boy advance go on then. okay uh, i'll go first because i reckon you guys are probably gonna have more to say on it Okay. I, I didn't even know this existed on here and um, I chucked it on an emulator and wow, wow, was I, I was mind blown. Uh, <laughs> what a great pull, awesome graphics and sound, controls are tight. I thought it was a little hard on, it was a, on the hard side of things, I hmm. thought. Jeez, what a gorgeous looking game. Now, this could have been done on the SNES like this. <laughs> All right, the GBA is a little bit more powerful than the SNES, but, mate, the Sega should have let Nintendo uh, put on the SNES, mate. Would have been better than the Mega Drive, I reckon. You know, but, because uh, yeah, I think GBA's yeah. got a bit more, a few more colours and a bit more RAM, but, um, what an amazing little port. Mate, if you had that back in the day in your little handheld, you would have been loving it. Yeah. Mm. That, that's me. I, I thought you, it was fantastic. Yeah. Did you own this one back in the day, Sean? I did actually, and you know what? I had it on the little Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, perfect! Sil- perfect. Little silver the clip clam. one, yep. yeah, like a clamshell one. Yep. And I bought the cart, and you know what? I never played it that much. Ooh. Now, why was that? It looked amazing. Actually, I played all four ports of it to all four games on that cart today <laughs> on my on my big screen through uh, uh-huh. a ROM uh, as a little reminder. But uh, it looks really good. Um, the road looks a little bit strange. I think you don't get the brakes in the in the white lines quite so much. So it's kind of a bit of a constant like five lane lines in there, which is a little bit strange. But but overall, it almost has that PC Engine look. To, you know, like the PC Engine in this version have that same kind of pixely kind of look to them. It, it's a great looking port. I remember having it and thinking, holy shit, I've got Outrun on a little device like this big, and I was like, I was really really chuffed with it. But there was just something that stopped me from playing it a lot, okay? And going back to it now, I think it was actually just the controls, Daz. I couldn't get on with the controls. And what happens is, is when you turn left or right with your little thumb pad and that, it conti- it's, it's kind of like your steering wheel a little bit. It continues to drift, yeah? So if you go, if you go left and then you go right, it kind of sways left and then it sways. It's not very uh, – it's not like twitch touch, if you know what I mean. So it's kind yeah, of always got yeah. that kind of got like the analog kind of feel, but you're obviously doing it with a little pad. And I and, and I found that I crashed quite a bit left and right off the track because it wasn't quite tight enough for me on on the control side of it. But uh, it's a really good port, and actually, uh, um, it's a little bit off topic. But I wanted to mention to you, Chris, I didn't realise that the afterburner version on that cart is afterburner and not afterburner two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't played um, played it for a while. The the thing I found about Outrun on the GBA was that it, there was a bit of an uncanny valley thing with this version. It uses yeah. the art from the arcade version, and they've mm. obviously scaled it down in places to make because the GBA screen's pretty low resolution, and they haven't done a bad job overall. Um, but because it looks very close to the original, 
but doesn't quite behave correctly from a handling perspective because it is rewritten. It's not a port of the original arcade code. You're playing it and you're like, hmm, there's a few things off here. And it's, I think you put your finger on some of them and there's a few yeah. more where I'm just like, what's this isn't just isn't quite right. And mm. it's almost because they've got close, but not quite there. I find this yeah. version a bit disconcerting and I don't enjoy it as a result yeah. um, because it, it, it's, yeah, it's just slightly off. And there's odd things as well, like the horizon graphic. They've, the way, this this really bugs me. They haven't scaled it properly. And you see too much of the horizon and you see bits of the um, horizon art you just don't see on the original. The and yeah. there's, there's just a lot of uh, slight things which drive my OCD yeah. mad on this. So yeah. I'd actually just play the PC Engine version still over this one because it's a better rounded product for me. But um, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. I suppose, like you say, it's so it's kind of close, and because it's so close, anything that's slightly not right, yeah, it kind of it's easy to feel sense that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it almost starts feeling like a bug to me, you know, like yeah. hey, the handling's odd or this this decision's odd. It's yeah. yeah, it's 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 all right. It's it's okay. And it's actually the same. I'm hard man to please with my outrage. I, I know it's the same with Super Hangover because I played that after as well today, and I thought I'd give that a go. And it has the same sense of feel. So I don't know if it's just the way they they program the whole control thing with the interface on the Game Boy Advance or or, or what. But um, yeah, it just it just became a bit of a bitch to keep it on the track. I yeah. Found. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not like outrun guns like you two, so I couldn't yeah, really tell the difference. Right. No, but I mean, to look at it, it looks bloody amazing. I think. Yeah, I think like normal Joe Blow like me for that game, I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was fine. I was really just. Yeah. I was really blown on how good yeah. it was personally. Mm. Yeah, I, I liked yeah. it. I thought it was really good. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it had THQ's name on it as well, didn't it? Which always makes me step back a little bit. No, no, no. When I see THQ, I'm kind of like, I was like, no, it's like there's a chance of it being good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit harsh. I don't think they made it. I think they distributed it. They yeah. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. So um, now look, right. I've, I've got Saturn, PS2, and 3DS. Did any of you do anything different? Uh, I did the Saturn, obviously. Um, yeah, 3DS. I've got the Switch version. Okay, I'll give you that one. Final state. You didn't um, do PS2? No? PS2, I played it recently. Yeah. We could Is that actually Outrun, though? It's more Outrun with new graphics. It's, it's a yeah, it's a remake, of Outrun. but it's Outrun. Yeah. 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 We can talk about the differences. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess the Saturn version is the one that comes chronologically next, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Saturn's next. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll do my yeah. review. It's going to be super quick. Okay, yeah. okay perfect. Love the music. That's <laughs> all I wrote. Uh, it's, it's it's ridiculous how how good it is. I, I it's that. actually it's actually better in some ways than the arcade version because they I, fixed some of the bugs that were in the. I arcade was going to say that too, but I thought you would shoot me, so I just left that bit out. I actually enjoy it more than the arcade version. Yeah. You know what? I love this version until this afternoon when I was playing it, and my monitor blew up. Oh, I told you, it outran. <laughs> it ran, outran the power. I know. I was playing it, and then it went poof. No smoke, but it went bang. Oh, the fucking monitor just died. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> my last memories of the Saturn version aren't that my monitor died. Got it. But um but yeah, I mean look, I will talk Chris, I'll go for I'll go on this one, okay, and then you can tell me about it. you can tell me a bit more technical stuff about the bugs and the, the differences and whatever. But uh, I picked this up on Japanese import, like I said before, before I actually had a Saturn. 
So I had to go out and get a Saturn. I'd had the game, I reckon, in my hand for a couple of weeks, staring at the uh, the inlay and the spine cord and the, the front and the back of the case and everything and just dying to play it. And um, I, I loved it. And I, and I actually got smooth mode up on it for the, uh, today for the first time. I was thinking, wait, I can't find smooth mode in the options. And I forgot you had to actually complete the game uh, before smooth mode became available. But, um, but yeah, I remember playing it back in the day and I didn't, I don't know if I like smooth mode. It kind of made, it kind of made the game feel, look, it, it was obviously smoother, but it kind of took some of the, the speed out of it some way. And I, I don't know, people always harp on about, oh, it's got smooth mode and they all love it. There's something, um, there's something wrong with smooth mode on the Saturn. Like, I mean, yeah. Outrun originally runs at sort of a hybrid 60 30 fps combo some of the graphical elements update at 60 like the horizon scrolling yeah. uh the actual road and these sprites sort of scaling coming towards you that's 30 fps so the smooth mode they obviously tried to increase the frame rate but i don't quite know what they've done i've never really been able to work it out because it's not the same as 60 fps on cannonball which feels smooth and fast. And the same yeah. with the 3DS and Switch versions where they've got 60 FPS and that feels better. So, yeah. but actually the original arcade uh, side of it and the port is is perfect. And yeah. um, there is a cheat as well where you can enable arcade mode. So you can even simulate putting in coins. You can even get into the service menu, the test menu that was there oh, on the arcade wow. hardware. Um, yeah. So it's all, it's all there on the Saturn version. And yeah. like I mentioned, it was uh, ported by, I think a guy called Tetsu... I'm going to say his name wrong, Tetsu Matsushima or something. And he is the guy in the original Outrun Arcade game. His initials are Matt on the high score table, M-A-T. That's one of the default scores in Outrun. He's the guy that then programmed the Saturn version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that because I used to have it on my CRT now. I used to, it used to just be running. I'd be doing all the things. I used to just stick it on. That's how sad I am about Outrun. I used to have it running on the Saturn on my screen. I wasn't even have any intention to play in it. As long as I could see it running there, like I'd feel like I've got the arcade close by. And the other and great thing about the Saturn version, it allows you to toggle between the Japanese track and the um, sort yeah. of the later revision layouts. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good things about the Saturn version. It is just... Yeah. Um, arranged music, if you like, Europop. Yeah, it's, it's got the arranged music. It's also the last, well, one of the last official versions to be released with the proper Ferrari um, rather than the replacement unlicensed car that they have now. So it is uh, probably one of the last versions that's going to be close to the arcade machine unless Sega get that Ferrari license back. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's a good version. I remember that because you used to be able to set it up so it used to just run the demo mode with insert coin. Yeah, and you yeah. can um, you can obviously play it with a wheel as well, which is nice, and yeah. pedals if you want nice. to. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. So that's the Saturn port. So ten years later, ten years later, we finally got a perfect port. Yeah, yeah, exactly ten years, which yeah. shows you uh, how advanced the Outrun hardware was at the time. I guess mm. actually took ten years to be able to reproduce that on home machine. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. All right. Okay, so that's the Saturn. It had yeah. a beautiful box as well. If you've got the Japanese version of that, I love that yeah, one. Yeah, it should be it should be stated the um the European Euro. release of the Saturn version, the PAL version has a bug. And if you go uh through the gateway stage, your car gets stuck in the upward oh, wow. sprite. Oh um, wow. So there's a few issues. So you want yeah. to really go for the original Japanese version because it's uh it's, it's yeah. better. They cut out a few small features on the compilation that came out in the US and it, did. it didn't Europe. have the arranged music or anything in there. It was really it was cut back 
a bit more made a bit more the stable. other problem with it is it doesn't run on later revision saturns as well there's a the, the first version that came out crashes on the later japanese saturns and they released another version that fixed that bug which is insanely rare and hard to find so just make sure you track down the right one if you go looking for it <laughs> that's right interesting that's right. Mm. all these things they eh? have such a beautiful game you wouldn't think there's so many <laughs> so many problems would you <laughs> All right, we'll move uh, along, hey? PS2. Okay. We'll do PS2. PS2. Um, we'll talk about this one, even though it's yeah. we, know, we know it's not quite. But... Um, Go on, tell us what you think. Yeah, about I it. thought I I was a bit surprised. I got nice graphics. It does feel like a different game, though. Um, yeah. This way I perceived it, to be honest, it's a halfway point between part one and two. That's what it felt <laughs> like to me. But music yeah. was great. It plays well. I... I didn't feel the speed in it though, as much as the original. But yeah, I, I find it like they really, you know, Sega released this on a Sega Ages on the PS2, and thought, okay, I think we should do Outrun Two. That's why I look, and then just approved upon it. That's that's yeah. how it's, the graphics sort of reminded me of Part Two, like a really early beta version. But um, <laughs> it was okay. It's okay. Yeah. It was alright. I mean, it was part of a compilation as well for um. For the PS2 in Western and Western countries, so you wouldn't complain. I mean, you wouldn't want to play Golden Axe on there or anything on, on the complexity. That's horrible, but <laughs> but um, I thought it was okay. Mm. Nothing, nothing to it's it. It came out as an individual thing, didn't it? In Japan, in Japan, Sega Ages. I don't know what yeah, number. Yeah, they did about thirty different titles. There's heaps, yeah, terms. there's heaps. I, I, I've always uh, been an arcade snob and kept well away from it. Uh, I've, I've actually never played it. I've never looked at it. I've always looked at it as like a dirty, horrible port or uh, version. I wouldn't look at it like I that. I didn't want to get near it. But but I actually played it on that PS2X emulator, Daz. Yeah. You know when we did Game Ground? Yeah, yeah. And that's a game. It's a driving game. It's yeah. it's all right. It's, if you like Outrun, it's got the outrun theme to it. Yeah. It's not, it's not Outrun, mm, but it's, mm. it's not Outrun as in the arcade. It never was meant to be. But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I don't know. I haven't you, played it. You're not playing it, uh, Chris. No, I've never played this version. No, yeah. I took one look at it and don't know. Just yeah. It's the I, did, I don't like the, that. I, I I like the 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 sprite art in the original yeah, Outrun, yeah. and this it's like low res, early 3D. Little looks a bit low. It's kind of rich race and Outrun yeah. mixed, pushed into one almost with the graphics. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's playability yeah. with the graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I think the graphics are just off-putting for me, but hey. Yeah, but it's so good. You should, you should give it a go, Chris. You look, you probably will. You've probably stuck to your guns, and it's like you won't like it. But yeah, it's it's worth it's worth giving it a go. It's a, it's a nod to Outrun in a yeah, way. Yeah, nod to yeah. Outrun. I mean, Sega yeah. released some nice key rings to go along with the launch, and I've got one of those. <laughs> so there was something in it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got them as well. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. All right. So, look, I'll tell you what, just before we move on to the next bit, then, yeah. Chris, tell, Chris, tell us a little bit about um, I don't know, Outrun Enhanced. And obviously, you've done a recent update on that as well. Um, yeah. You, you can, if, you, yes. if you're an arcade owner, this is something you should go and get. And also, you've done it with um, a small donation and things like that, right? So, I think just quick quick uh, discussion about that before we move on. Yeah, so Outrun Enhanced, essentially, you 
program this to a set of ROM chips and pop them into your arcade PCB. And it gives you a number of improved features. So you get three new music tracks. You get Step on Beat from Turbo Outrun you can choose from, um, in addition to two of the tracks from the 3DS version that we brought over. Um, so you still get all the original tracks, but we've up updated the number of music tracks to a six. You can choose between the Japanese and Western course layouts uh, you've got high score saving a proper free play mode that works a number of quite nerdy bug fixes um to do with the original game that you'd only notice if you're insane kind of maniac like myself um there's other things that um other options you get now as well like it retains your best um stage time for each of the uh, each of the tracks so when you go past the checkpoint it will tell you whether you've bettered the best time ever for that track so there's a, there's a few more competitive options um like that as well so yeah it's a nice sort of i i try and make this update relatively graceful so it's not sort of like something you'd notice necessarily unless you're in tune without run but i've tried to make them sort of smart and graceful enhancements over the original without taking away anything that made the original game great they're the sorts of things i'd like to think the development team would have put in if they'd had the extra time and yeah you can get this it's free um you just fill in a form on my website uh, reassembler.blogspot.com and you can make an optional donation to charity as well um if you enjoy it and, and it works it's only for people who have the original hardware um like i don't generally give this out for people to run on emulators just because there's a bit of a competitive interest i guess like sega still have outrun out on modern platforms like the switch and they've already sega have always been very good actually at supporting hobby projects and not being like nintendo and shutting stuff down so i'm just mindful of making sure this um stays on original hardware as opposed to becoming something that might compete with what Sega are doing commercially. Mm. Yep. Cool. All right. Excellent. Excellent. It's very, very good guys. I had at the enhanced first edition uh, and doing that onto some ROMs and yeah, you put it in your arcade machine and it, um, I think it had high score saving and um, music select on the start. You can hear the tracks, whereas in the original, believe it or not, you could only select them and uh, the names of them and you, you couldn't hear them during the select screen. So there was a few enhancements and things like that, but it's a nice, if you've got a cab, it's a great little, great little addition to add to your, to your outroom machine. Yeah, you've got cheap menu and stuff in there as well. So you can do things like have infinite time. You can make the tires of the car more grippy, which is also a feature they bought in the 3DS version. There's even cheats so you can drive like off-road so you can find uh, interesting paths through all the scenery and stuff like that, which are all optional things you can choose to turn on if you want. Yeah. Um, so it just brings a bit more longevity to the game if you've got a, a there, cabinet at home. There you go, Paul Driscoll. Now you can get good at Outrun. Just a little little competition there for you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay, guys. So that was the uh, the Saturn, and we moved into the PS uh, PS two. Slight slight variation there. Three um, DS. It's the last one I did. The three DS. Yeah, yeah. three version. Okay. All right. What can I say? Fantastic remake. Uh, screen set in 16.9 uh, looks great. I, I just love that widescreen look. It just adds to the game so much. And I think Control's great. It's such a fun port. And I personally don't think I need to buy the Switch version if I've got this, to be honest. That's just me personally. I think it's absolutely amazing. Love it. It mm. feels like the arcade, actually, in my hand. I really, really do like it a lot. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, this this is definitely using the arcade code base. I think it's running probably under a bit of a combination of emulation with some additional enhancements. I mean, the, the novelty for me was seeing OutRun in 3D for the first time. And mm -hmm. that was just an amazing experience. It worked really, really well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, M2, great developer. They do really, really faithful ports. They got a lot of things right with this version um i was i was really really happy with it hmm. um i have to say at the time like their port of afterburner and some of the extra game modes they added to that were really great and i was hoping that they would do something as amazing for outrun uh yeah. so at the time it came out, i was a little bit disappointed that some of their other ports were even they'd gone the extra mile in outrun it didn't feel like they'd quite done as much but uh this is the best handheld version of outrun because of the 3d Everything yeah. about it's really great. Sure, there are some details that have changed for licensing reasons in terms of the Ferrari and some of the cars on the road and even some of the billboards, but mm. it feel it feels perfect. And um, the widescreen's good. The use of 60 FPS is good. All the options are great that they've added to the game. Uh, they've clearly done their research and know the, the game very, very well. And um, for how much did this cost when it came out? A few pounds on the uh, store. I mean, it's a bargain. Yeah, yeah, absolute bargain. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, so some of those additions, as Chris said, and Chris does both said, it is a cracking version. Um, the 3D mode is excellent, Chris mentioned there. Um, and the car is different, obviously. But um, ad additional options in this version, you could actually, I think as you finish the game, it opened up different unlocks. So, you know, keep, keep completing the stages, or I think you had to finish uh, goal a to e and then it will give you a different give you the full unlocks but um it changes uh each unlock you could you could add things in different combinations so you could have extra tire grip on there uh increased engine speed i think it was uh steering that allowed you to go over you know rough ground and then you could select all of those things and have it on like the max and the color of your car would change as you chose different options and things like that the extra uh, music tracks were very tasteful as well. Yeah. You're never going to be able to compete with the originals, but they were written mm -hmm. um, to actually use the original sort of audio format and everything like that. So they weren't just sort of mm -hmm. like modern WAVs that they just, you know, rammed yeah. into the game. They actually used the original hardware. Um, so it's, they sounded great and in tune with all the original tracks. So, yeah. you know, they did a lot of things right with this version. Yeah, yeah. And they also did the moving, uh, although it makes your, your, your screen area very small. Is it's sim you can have it on simulation mode where you're simulating the deluxe cab, and as you turn left and right, it actually the screen yeah. uh, angles yeah with the bezel of the deluxe. Yeah, that's really like that. cool, actually. And that's that's pretty cool. And they actually went. They actually, I know in Sega for this research, they they went into the warehouse, pulled out run down off a pallet, you know, on a pallet, uh, opened, unwrapped it all from the old shrink wrap, and then. Um, got people in there with the old audio recorders and recorded all of those noises of the cab moving and everything and uh, put all that into it as well. So it's quite a they, cool, cool, quite cool. They also, um, they also went back and dug up the original like floppy disks that the um, music samples were on, like the drums yeah. and stuff, because Outrun shipped with a corrupt uh, ROM and yeah. the drums in Outrun, some of the drums are a little bit corrupted on the arcade version. Mm -hmm. So they actually managed to retrieve, I think it was like some obscure size floppy disk, and they managed to get the original 
uncorrupted version of the sound samples and they fixed it and this was the first version where they'd ever fixed that i believe right. um so yeah they did they did a lot of really really like low level stuff to make this version um perfect because mm. the saturn version obviously the the audio was just played straight off cd whereas this is, actually comes you know via emulation of the chips mm. yep yeah i think cruising line and is it camino a me amor yeah, uh, yeah, really good. Yeah, really good version. You yeah. added that to enhance too, didn't you? you That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, really, good, really good version on that. And having that three D, that three D bit on it was pretty cool. Just to say. All right. Okay. So we've got the switch to go. Um, Chris, just before we move into that one, any anything from the development side of it, or is there anything right around Hero and his music? Is there anything that's interesting that you'd like to share from Outro's development or uh, maybe here? Well, I guess, I mean, you know, a lot of these Sega developers are interesting guys and he was originally hired as a programmer. So he didn't actually enter um, Sega to write music. And I think that was sort of, he had his band going as a side project. And uh, I think he just got into the music that way, as far as I can tell. Um, Obviously, like, I think it's well known now, like the Outrun music was um, sort of inspired by uh, an album called uh, September Wind and some of the Cassio opia uh, tracks as well and if you listen to some of that music you'll hear the uh, the influences that sort of like uh, that, that, that you can hear through some of the melodies are very close yeah. um to the tracks he was inspired yeah. by you've even got um, the crash, crashing waves and things like that haven't you and, and yeah that's like right that. like um yeah. it, it's sort of interesting to look back at the source material that inspired outrun be it some of the japanese artists that they mm. referenced um artistically and musically as well um but uh yeah i mean like you know it's kind of interesting like with the interviews with hero because he sort of says uh he's talking about how they came up with the ideas for the for the uh, music selection at the start of the game which was very yeah. novel at the time mm-hmm. and uh the sort of the discussions they had between like you suzuki him and the designers in terms of you know who came up with the idea for the hand turning the dial and all these other yeah. elements so but i mean yes i mean this is his most iconic work i think um outrun i mean it's the one people certainly always remember and just i think the use of the yamaha um sound chip um it just works really really well for this type of music it's got a nice bright happy feel-good vibe to it Mm. and um yeah it just it just sings really when it when you play those outrun tracks i mean stuff like last wave they're they're all quite emotional really they're they're beautiful bits of music Mm. yeah very good very good all right, cool. Okay, so um, we'll move on to the Switch, which I think is the last port that has been released officially. Um, I know you guys played this one or downloaded it or got it. The Switch, the Switch no. no. So the Switch one, really, it's the same as it's very, very similar to the 3DS one. The only obviously you lose the 3D, you can't. It's not got that option in there. Um, but it includes a bit more in the music side of things. So all of the options that were in the uh, 3DS version are there, with the exception of 3D mode. Um, music tracks you get on step on beat, um, and like Chris mentioned before, they're engineered in the same way as the originals were. Um, some of them are, some of them aren't on Switch. There's a few that are streamed, and right. some use the um, emulation of the chips. Right, okay. And right. on the music selection menu, I think they denote that by showing perhaps a CD going in or a tape going in for the ones that are streamed. So they've actually, like, there's an interesting nod there to the technicalities behind it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got a little note of that, actually. It's a nice little touch. Um, 
They did Midnight Highway, which was from the Master System Outrun 3D game, which was one of the tracks that they put in there. And Radiation Nostalgia version, which was from Outrun 2. They also did a driver's mega mix, and the mega mix one is a tape because it's like a mega mix tape. So the hand has actually got a tape that uh, yeah, he puts into the puts into the player as you sl- as you get far left or right to choose that last mega mix the uh, mega mix track. But apart from that, it's got global leaderboards as well, uh, which I don't think the 3DS version had. Um, I don't think that was linked to global. Leaderboards. I think they were just local. Yeah, but this has got global leaderboards as well. But the gear gacha, Japanese gear gachas, uh, you've got no chance of bloody beating beating them. So uh, it's just annoying. But uh, uh, yeah, but that, yeah, it's a, it's a great um, great version actually. It's amazing to see the game still coming out on everything, you know. And um, it's a shame, it's a shame they they can't get it back to how it was originally. I think as a purist, it'd be nice to have that uh, original car back on there one day. Uh, but that's pretty much it, pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, there was all the ports um, in compilations, right? And uh, in, you know, Yu Suzuki Dreamworks, and, uh, Gameworks, sorry. And uh, also in the Shenmue uh, series, you know, in the arcade there, you could drop a coin in and uh, and play Outrun in there. Is there anything that you know of on the, obviously there's some variations to those versions as well. Um, well, I've, the... Um... The the unlockable in the original Xbox game does have the original Ferrari, so that is the last oh, wow. uh, version of Outrun yeah. released by Sega um, with the original Ferrari, because obviously they had the Ferrari license at yeah. the time. So where, where um, do you unlock that? Um, you can unlock it in the original Xbox version. I think you yeah. you, you can type in a code which is like Outrun 1986 or something like that, okay. and it will unlock. Or or you can complete certain things in the game and unlock it as an extra. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's okay. only in the Xbox one though. I think don't think it's in the PS2 I've, conversion. Uh, so you saying got... Outrun Two? It's in the Outrun Two, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But so which one? Because there's two versions. I've got Coast to Coast. Yeah, it's not definitely in... the original. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's so the first, the first one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You type in 1986. 19 as in the letters. Oh, that's it. Uh, okay. Yeah. 86 as the numbers. I only did this about a month ago, right? And I did it because uh, I thought I'd, I bought the Xbox 360 downstairs and thought I'd put it on the big telly, mm-hmm. on the big telly in the main room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I put in. I had to look it up and Google the code because I forgot what it was. So I put put it in, and uh, yeah, I was quite surprised. I'd forgotten that it was the original Ferrari, but something was not quite the same. And I posted it on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that, guys. Some no. of the traffic cars were different. Yes, uh-huh. I think there was licensing with the some of the cars. There's, yeah. I think, I don't know if it's the BMW or the Beatles or whatever, or the Corvettes, but yeah, depending on the version, things are always changing with those cars. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the DreamWorks version and the um, and the uh, version that was in Outrun Two are very similar. Um, yeah. You know, from an engine point of view, but the main thing with both of them is they don't include the options you get with the 3DS Switch and saturn versions so although the game's all right like if you want a nice customizable version of outrun those other versions are the ones to go for i think yeah 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 mm-hmm. all right wow well there you go everyone so look uh, i'm sure there's a there is one or two other versions i'm sure i think there's a dandy like, version that's all japanese know. machine right it's got a really yeah mm-hmm. we've there's a few obscure oh. versions we've missed but um yeah. they're hard to track down 
Yeah, pretty good hit. So, hit really. our, fa- our favorite port. What's our favorite port? Okay. Favorite port. Right. Go on. I'll let you guys go first. I'm going to have to think about this. Oh, it's Saturn. I'm going to go for the Assassin. Saturn, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, like- okay. Sorry. Um, Close second PC engine because I was very surprised. Hmm. 3DS for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd go for the Saturn and then I'd go. Um, I go for 3DS for the for the 3D 3D side of it. But I like the extra music options and that as well that are in the uh, the Switch one. So I think any of them three are pretty pretty decent. Uh, would be good options. Uh, what about the Golden Turd then? Is it is it is it what everybody else has voted? Mm, yeah, I'm we'll gonna go. vote. I'm gonna go for the uh, Amiga. I think. Yeah, I get Amstrad. Amstrad, right? Okay, yeah, I would, um, I would go to Amstrad as well. I actually thought the Spectrum one was was all right until you got to stage three when it all really ground to a halt. Um, oh, the the results have just literally changed in front of my eyes. It's it's been changing through the whole episode. It's been crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. And I'm, yeah. I'm actually quite surprised at the results. Hmm. Yep. So, go go, go from last. Last. Go from... from last with. 17% of the votes, the Amstrad CPC on wow. Twitter. That's yeah, insane. Was, um, was the stinkiest version, followed up then by the C64 version at 25% of the votes, the Amiga and ST with 27% of the votes, and the worst version to this demographic on Twitter is 31%. Uh, I thought the ZX Spectrum was the stinkiest. Golden Turtle. Wow. Oh, so well, yeah. the people have spoken. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> That's crazy. It's not just us, this is you. Everybody on Twitter agrees. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think this might, I don't know, you guys have covered a lot of conversions, but what would you say is the game that you've played that has the worst set of conversions in general, like compared oh. with the original so far? Oh well, I mean, man, over sixty episodes now—that's a hard one. Um, yeah, because I mean, Outrun's got to be there, right? With some, with some of them, I mean, it has got some really Final bad fight, conversions. I think Final Fight had okay. the worst for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tiger Road was not a good arcade game, and the ports yeah. were just bad. If not well, worse. some of the ports were better than the arcade too. So, <laughs> no, Final Fight, Final Fight yeah. was the worst. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Tag Street? Even Street Fighter was close. But... Oh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I couldn't put my name on one there, actually, right now. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a bit boring for the listeners because you could hear my head, just the little cops. Yeah. <laughs> you can go around for a few minutes while I think about it, so I'll save you the bother. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> so, oh, good, good stuff. All right, guys, well, um, we'll uh, we'll head into the finale, shall we? We've hit the goal line, obviously, That's the uh, the endings. The endings to Outrun are all pretty funny, aren't they? There's, uh, there's a car that falls apart on one of the uh, goals and uh, all collapses and crashes out, isn't it? There's, your, uh, yeah, your girl running off with another guy, I think, is one of them. The other guy. You've got the genie, the lamp, and all the yep. all the ladies who appear and sweep the guy away. That's uh-huh. another one, isn't it? Uh, the camel with the camels in the background and all that. So, yeah, there's a few funny endings to, to, to Outrun as well. All right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up then, uh, everyone. Uh, Daz, anything from yourself before? Uh... 
Ah, thanks to Chris for jumping on, man. It's um, yeah. it's been great. It was really nice to meet you as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. It's close to two hours, and it felt like it was only like an hour. So it was yeah. a lot of fun. I'll come, doing this. I'll come back to remind you why Afterburner is actually a good game at some point because uh, <laughs> okay. there's, a, there's a lot of people that don't like Afterburner, and uh, a bit like you know one of these people shouting away on Twitter trying to convince someone they should change their political views. Yeah. I'm that guy with Afterburner, so <laughs> I won't get anywhere. I'll, I'll never listen. achieve it. But... I'm, I'm always there to listen, but. I don't think I'm going to. You're only going to convert me at all. But <laughs> you will be. You will yeah. be assimilated into liking Afterburner. Okay, one I should. Have, oh, look, I'm a Sega freak. Sega's Sega's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'll 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 put you up to that task, Chris. We'll do, <laughs> we'll we will do Afterburner next year. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, Sounds good. Okay, Sounds there you go. I've said it. I've said it, listeners. It's going to happen now. I said. Wow. I said it's never going to happen, but it's going to happen now. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So what are we doing? After being a climax, is it? <laughs> <laughs> now, After that, two, now that's a game. But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm digressing there. But um, th- yeah, thanks for everyone that's listening. Also, um, a shout out to uh, the patrons, obviously. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for, for helping us out. That's great. Um, our Facebook um followers people that get in there and and contribute to the page thank you so much our twitter followers as well um yeah and also shout out to my other podcasting brethren uh mark dave in this and that gaming um podcast we also do live um usually every friday second friday of the month um via youtube it's also available podbean and also uh shout out to mr matt corley that i do drop the silence podcast with so our next episode on that is going to be um game music our favorite game music so that's something that's a little bit different for once you know we normally we talk about one album uh just a random album and um we thought we'll just shake it up a little bit before we finish off the year Hmm. so yeah Yeah. lovely jubilee all right, so yeah, <laughs> so our shouts from me. I'll give a shout out to our good buddy Gary Arnott, who does all, does the artwork for us, is a star, um, and also to uh, Jay over at um, Forever Arcade as well. He always does a little write up and uh, gets involved. Then just a shout out to all the other podcasts uh, listened to throughout the year. Uh, you know, they they know where they are, but uh, we always love uh, all the other uh, gaming podcasts that are out there. Keep us entertained. So, uh, yeah, big thanks to, to all those guys. Obviously, for Chris, uh, it's been a long time. Chris, it was probably three years ago that we caught up. Uh, uh, at know, Arcade Club. Almost face-to-face, if you know what I mean. But it was at Arcade yep. Club, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? well, hopefully hopefully we'll get to uh, have a sort of an Arcade Club rematch once uh, uh, the, the sort of <laughs> overall global situation changes a little bit. That's right. That's right. All right, well, thanks so much for coming. I think you've added a lot to this episode. and. Uh, it's great that uh, that you come in and that uh, yeah well like Daz says he's actually agreed to do afterburner so I think you're you're definitely the man to do that if get you're ready. willing get if ready. you're <laughs> if you're willing I'm not good at the game I'm not I'm not a good afterburner okay. player I just like afterburner <laughs> okay quick quick question Chris you might know the answer how many times have they sampled get ready in how many games 
I have no idea. No, I mean, really? a lot of the Sega samples were taken from movies and stuff and unlicensed. Yeah. You can view YouTube videos where they're all taken from Rambo films yeah, and, and the Pop area. They're all, yeah. they, just, they just plunder whatever they could back then. I mean, they didn't care about copyright. It's yeah. like, yeah, we'll just put a car in. It looks like a Ferrari. <laughs> Yeah. fine let's just do it ask for forgiveness not permission that's it <laughs> well even tom cruise tom cruise is in the uh, afterburner isn't he well the the plane is licensed in afterburner the f-14 yeah. so they yeah. learned their lesson but uh, yeah. i don't think tom cruise uh-huh. is licensed no i don't think he is <laughs> oh geez you probably got a few million from it no. <laughs> get ready <laughs> get ready get ready <laughs> all right nice one okay well um that's it for the Outrun episode, everyone. It's just downhill from here on for these R episodes because it can't get any better than Outrun for me. So, yeah. <laughs> Is it, we'll probably do one more before the end of the year, yeah? yeah we'll think, squeeze uh, one in before Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll get one more in, Daz. Maybe one of your favorites. No worries. Afterburner. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll conjure up something. Yeah, I'll think of yeah. something. Christmas special. Christmas special. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening in and uh, take care, Chris. We'll see you again in the future. And, thanks uh, for having me, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. It's a pleasure man. to be here. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.